Evenings on Wings. Hello and welcome to the Salad Cast on Sunday, the twenty seventh of January, twenty nineteen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess, Wings and Birds, and Robert Kemp. Chicken wings. <laughs> so, wings? What, what type of colour is that? What chicken? Chi- oh, I what, have to know. What is it? What is evenings on wings? It's got to be like blue, right? Okay, that's your guess. <laughs> so, Dan, what do you what do you what colour? Vague colour spectrum. Do you think evenings on wings falls into? Well, it's a question of is it the colour of the evening, like the sky that the bird is flying through, or like the the bird itself and the wings of said bird? I assume it's that's, a. Where a that's bird a on the wing in the evening. Okay, there's some logic coming out of that terrible name. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just thinking navy blue like an evening sky, but that might be wrong. I mean, it could be a sunset, so it could be like an orange or some shit. You are both incorrect. With all of your guesses, it's a sort of dark pink, Okay. I guess is the way to describe it. Almost lavendery, but... Flamingos on the wig in the evening. <laughs> okay. well, maybe is it like, I don't know, like you can get sort of pinky skies, I guess, but you chuck a few clouds in there and then... Not anything to do with the bird, though. <laughs> no, maybe not. What was but, it again? Yeah. Evening... Evenings wings. on wings. Evenings on wings. And it's pinky lavender. Kind of, yeah. Pinky lavender strikes me as more of a kind of flower type colour. Floral. Yeah, but when you've got like the... 50 odd colors or whatever that are all classed as pinks in the Valspar range or whatever it is. It's like <laughs> Valspar that we that I'm using for this stupid opener. <laughs> Do you think the name Valspar is like a family name or is something that was someone invented? Well, that it was made by Valspar. <laughs> <laughs> Valerie Spar. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Valerie Spar, and I'm going to start a paint company. No one calls me Val. Just what, that was like a gaming handle. Valspar. Oh, Valspar <laughs> yeah. Valspa would be an Eve name because you've got Veldspar, the mineral in Eve. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Which might actually also be a real mineral. Or there's a similar named mineral, I think. No, it's Feldspar is the real one, right? Feldspar. <laughs> Maybe there's Feldspar in Valspar paint. <laughs> Valspar is looking for group. Well, maybe that was the first colour they made. Like, what colour is the feldspar in the Eve? <laughs> well, unsurprisingly, it's kind of grey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Space rock. Yeah, space rock. <laughs> also the shittiest space rock, so it even has less reason to be fancy coloured. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, the, it's the lamest one, oh, is it? I mean, I vaguely yes. remember mining that stuff. That shows how long ago. Man, do people still sit around mining in, in Eve? I guess they do. It's like one of the main activities. I don't know, I haven't been in for a while. Maybe they finally did something about that. <laughs> After what, 15 years? Yeah. Yeah, how old is Eve now? Like... I don't know, I could log in and look at my character and find out. Because <laughs> that'll pretty much tell you. Did my you character's start... nearly as old as the whole game. 2002, I guess? Yeah, no, somewhere around there. Because you had it on the mother laptop in 2003, for sure. Yeah, we did. For a brief spell, anyway. To be fair, it's probably lasted... Well, obviously, World of Warcraft is still bigger and about the same age, do you say? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Might predate it a little little bit. Yeah. 
but it's a little bit more stable has been a little bit more stable in terms of interest i feel like water warcraft got really big and then now it's too old whereas yeah. eve it's like just constant <laughs> just constant yeah i guess the people who play eve are so invested they never get out <laughs> i guess Speaking of really old things from many years ago, <laughs> right? Yep, yep. That's that sounds like a great segue. Yep. yep. <laughs> I was randomly listening to old podcasts again, not just our ones, but also our ones. <laughs> oh, okay. It just, I, haven't, I haven't done that like ever. I don't think. But so, first of all, I was listening to a not very old one because I just wanted to listen to us talking about Star Wars again. <laughs> oh, okay. Reliving oh, the, yeah. the butts. <laughs> kind of butts. <laughs> kind of butt. Yeah. <laughs> So I was listening to that That's again. so funny. <laughs> but then on a, on a subsequent day, completely separate to that happening, I also listened, was like, I was thinking about this podcast, the one that we're doing right now. I was thinking about that coming up, and I was like, I'm going to go back and listen to the first podcast just to hear how terribly shit the sound is. Oh boy, yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> oh, man. it's kind of awful. The first 10 or so <laughs> before we switched to a slightly better Yes. arrangement fairly early on yeah they're pretty ropey well, so we i went, I went back at the start or did we i think we switched codec or something yeah we, yeah. Did, we did all kinds of experiments in the early days i can't remember yeah were we on like mumble for a bit because yeah because it was oh. fe- it, because mumble's low cpu and so we thought it would be a bit, little bit better a little bit kinder but yeah did i went we on skype for a bit uh, i don't think we ever actually used skype yeah skype's quite hard to record almost on purpose i feel like yeah. they make it difficult but I went back and listened to that first episode, and this is the bit where it was weird. In in both that podcast where we were talking about Force Awakens and the first podcast we ever recorded, which are like 220 episodes apart, in both of those episodes, we referenced the sonic bombs from episode two. That's because that's <laughs> Rob's favourite sound yeah. effect in the history yeah, of sound it's like effect. Literally, like, that many years apart, it's still just that one reference that we have. That is, that is pretty much my go-to for... Wow. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And it's severely random. It's like, I never would have remembered that that was one of the things that we mentioned in the first episode. <laughs> but it turns out it was. Yeah. I, know, I know episode two is, like, the worst of the prequels and they're pretty bad anyway but it's also the most funny and stupid so if i was going to watch a prequel today it would probably be attack of the clones because it's the baddest and therefore the most fun to watch is it the baddest it can't, like, it's not the it... worst of episode one I mean, yeah i don't know uh, i don't know Maybe, I, I, think, by that statement. I think it might be on like on average over like second to second it might be worse continuously but episode yeah. one has like much worse singular parts and then like some okay bits. I might actually put episode three in there as the worst of the lot. Yeah. It's, just, it's the like, most dr- of a dirge, isn't it? Like episode three is like, oh, come on, just get it over with. Fuck mm. we, it's the one we watched most recent or I watched most recently anyway. And it doesn't. Yeah, it just it's not that interesting. Yeah, It's just kind of dull. Episode know, one has got like the pop race. Well so I still think it's quite it's pretty okay. It's got Jar Jar Binks, which is appalling. Like it's much guess, more yo yo y. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think I think episode one is is good as long as you take it with the with the opinion that it's not really a Star Wars film in a, in a strange way. Right. If you look at it's it like, like Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, like, like yeah, a dumb like science that. fiction thing, mm. then yeah, it's probably yeah a bit better. If you kind of separate yourself from it, and you know, don't go into it expecting 
the tone and feeling of Star Wars, then anyway, it's kind of all right. I think we've probably talked about Star Wars sufficiently yeah, recently. Probably, we probably just yeah. had this exact same conversation Let's in that other podcast I was just talking about. It's a standard well, conversation. <laughs> this would be the perfect time to segue into news, though, right? Yeah, I guess. Hold on, have we not got any uh, kitchen bits? Other rad thing going I mean, on? there is, but there's Star Wars news. Yeah. Oh, is there? There is. Go Drama. On. EA, everyone's favourite publisher, have cancelled that Star Wars game, yo. That what that open world. <laughs> they cancelled the one that they'd already kind of already cancelled and made yeah. it into a different game, and then they cancelled that as well. <laughs> yeah, but, so it's now double cancelled. <laughs> so what about the respawn one? Is that still going? That's still okay. Yeah. Okay. Not so well, so as far, far we know. <laughs> so far, EA have had the Star Wars license for quite some years now, right? How many games yeah. have they published? Battlefront and Battlefront 2, and that's it, right? And Old Republic, technically. Mm, yeah. Kind the of... deal happened pretty much at that same time. Yeah. I guess they had Bioware, right? Yeah. So I guess that counts. That was ages ago, though. Didn't they do like a CCG sort of thing? A mobile Yeah, CCG? they did a mobile thing. Oh, but that great. Doesn't count. I bet they did. <laughs> yeah. I don't want loads of Star Wars games, but it'd be nice to have. Um, you know that respawn one would be at, good. At I'm least sure. a couple of good ones. <laughs> I mean, what, what everyone wants is a is a kotor, right? Uh, presumably, but the problem is they they fuck it up just as badly as they did Mass Effect. But I guess they, yeah, no one, no one quite knows the the details haven't really surfaced of what either of these two Star Wars projects were. Like you know, there was the linear adventure based Amy Hennig thing that was you know like Uncharted Star Wars. Is supposedly where that one was going that they canned, which we uh, when they shut down Visceral was yeah. kind of rumored that it was that was the follow up to thirteen thirteen, right? It was kind the same thing, idea yeah. that it would be related. bounty hunters and their background story. But kind the thing of, is, yeah. they're making a TV show that's going to be huge budget. That's going to be like their Game of Thrones killer, right? Which is um, called The Mandalorian, right? So it's about oh, are they? Oh, I didn't yeah, know yeah, yeah. It's the guy. I can't remember who's running it, but it's somebody. Like the showrunner is somebody like successful, like oh, I can't remember, like like someone from Marvel Studios or something. Okay. Uh, yeah, who's making that? Oh, Disney, right? Because Disney want to take on Netflix and Amazon, obviously. Of course. Yeah, so that's going to be their there. Yeah, that's going to be their Game of Thrones. Is they they've got the Star Wars license? They're going to make the Mandalorian. That's the idea. So who knows how that? could... I mean, it could be terrible. It could be good. Who knows? But that would tie into a game about bounty hunters, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe. I mean, I mean it seems like is after bounty hunters, right? <laughs> you, you want a game where you're you are maybe not a bounty hunter, but you're either that or I mean, they, like they or the that, smuggler class, right? Yeah, I guess they did that in the old Republic, right? Well, no, they did that Boba Fett game, didn't they? Oh God, that's <laughs> back on the GameCube. But you want to be able to have a ship that's the equivalent of the Millennium Falcon or the Ebon Hawk, which is what you had in Kotor, right? That kind of class of ship or the Slave One, whatever, that kind of size and fly it around the galaxy, right? And go to different planets and do freelancer Destiny style. type stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make another Destiny. Rebrand Anthem. <laughs> yeah. Still Anthem. I mean, views. shooting doesn't really work so well in Star Wars, although Battlefront it does its best, I suppose. But... You want more third-person action, don't you, really, uh, combined with 
story. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, who knows what direction this was taking? Because like since the cancellation, like they they were supposedly going more open world, more right for lack of a better word, more Ubisoft, I suppose with with its direction. But you know, the the the, the word is that. Uh, code name Orca, as it was, was still crazy early in development. Like you know, it hadn't really got off the ground still. Um, this the, you know, the, this this reboot of the of, of, of the project. Um, so it doesn't sound like they're cancelling too much at this point. Maybe. Um, well, the upside is that apparently they're going to be working on shorter projects. Like they've down the idea is that they've cancelled this so they can put out maybe two. Hmm. Smaller Star Wars projects. Okay, well, is 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 supposedly what's happened. They haven't said any of this. This has see. all come from sources. But uh, yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's a bit weird. It's a bit of a letdown, isn't it? Well, yeah, they want people this, are suspecting about that part of the story where they say they're going to make shorter ones. Is that there's like maybe some fear that it, that Disney is just going to take the license away, maybe, <laughs> and they're just trying to quickly make something and get it out before oh, the license goes. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if their um, agreement runs out, or they've been like hinted at somehow with corporate back alleys where it's just like Disney is not happy with what the fuck you've been doing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Disney... and they might take away the license. That's I don't think plausible. Disney cares about the actual game content. Really, I don't think they know much about games, but they no. care about the everyone getting pissed off with them. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which is what happened on Reddit, right? With Battlefront 2's unlocks. And it's like, yeah, okay, just you, all you had to do was not screw that up. And I'm sure they care about money as well. Yeah. Like yeah. The, fact that, the fact that you've only managed to put out technically like free games in all this time is not making as much money as you could do from a Star Wars license. That's true. That's true. Well, I guess you could argue that, the, well, Battlefront 1 and 2, uh, I think, still did well. Yeah, but that's still only like two Star Wars games in all that time. Just imagine all the Star Wars games. If, I mean, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen videos on the internet where someone has done a comparison of this, where I it's guess, like, here's yeah. Battlefront 2 and Battlefront and Battlefront 2, and here's the like 15 games that came out in the same time period during LucasArts. Yeah, well, that was probably like <laughs> the other extreme. I don't want, I don't want that. From, I mean, as a consumer, yeah. I don't want that. Me either, I suppose yeah. Disney might be quite happy with that, but. Yeah, but it's not, that was the why that was good was that like it wasn't like it was 15 battlefronts it was 15 different right, games yeah, yeah. yeah there were was like that was pod racer and yeah yeah all the space flight that? ones and yeah, yeah like, like um, Rogue, Rogue 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 and, too. yeah that was great uh, you know, there was the bubba fett game that there was that tank warfare game as well some people like that was the, called um like jedi outcast or whatever jedi knight 2 or whatever some people like let's the... not forget republic commando yo Mm. Yeah, Republic Commando. I mean, that was not as good as people remember, but it was pretty good. It was, I don't know, it was quite innovative at the time. Yeah, it was. Um, and they had some strategy games as well, which some people enjoyed, I think. Did they? Yeah, yeah, like start Galactic Conquest typey stuff. I can't oh, remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm yeah. sure that wasn't during this time period, but do you remember the, that dumb bullshit educational game where you had to help the Gungans colonize the moon? By planting <laughs> animals and plants on the moon and building an ecosystem. Oh, I do not remember that. that. Was goddamn hilarious! Oh, well, the episode one game as well. Yeah, that was a thing. That was almost a good game. The episode one game. Yeah, it had some mm. interesting ideas of how to deal with that whole Jedi running around, sorting things. It's a strange, mechanics. Yeah, if you look back at that game, it is kind of a relic, isn't it? In a weird way, like yeah. that, that camera angle and the way it's presented. And... Yeah, fixed camera angles. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. The games they don't make games like that. Do 
Star Wars, I mean, all the LucasArts output was always like pretty up and down. Like it combined awesome stuff like, you know, Dark Forces and X-Wing with stuff like Rebel Assault. Like, you know, who made the um the games of Star Killer, whatever that was called? Oh, um, you know, Force Unleashed. That's yeah. it. Yeah, who made those? I think it, well, it must was that have under been. EA. That must have been LucasArts, right? That must have been like a last gasp type thing. Uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it might have been. Yeah. <laughs> that who was... did the deal to put bloody Star Wars in Soul Calibur? <laughs> they need to be shot. You did make me make me think, Zeg, when we were talking about where can Rockstar go from having done the Cowboy game and the uh, and the Grand Theft Auto. Like and you were like, well, I, I was like, well, what can they do? And the giant open world. It's like, oh, sci-fi. And it's like that does make sense. They've done auto and yeah. horse, and now they yeah. need to do spaceship. I mean, I mean, that was it was that was kind of what Prey Two was originally going to be, right? It was going to be it? kind of along those lines. You were mm. you were a dude running around in a weird alien city and doing yeah. bounty missions and stuff. Yeah, but I'm a little bit worried that Beyond Good and Evil Two is going to be like Grand Theft spaceship. I, um, I imagine yeah, I don't if we, we, I don't we don't really know spaceship. anything about God, no, what true, the fuck no. the gameplay I mean, of Beyond Good Evil 2 is. Also, I don't think you're stealing spaceships or anything. But... Well, you might be stealing a spaceship, like the one that you oh, have. The one, yeah. <laughs> it would be cool if instead of having the... Because the size of the Red Dead 2 world is so freaking gigantic, it takes ages to get across it. It'd be kind of cool to have like four or five smaller areas that are still big that are all completely different biomes or whatever different planets mm. that you could travel between well that helpfully segues into another bit of news does it different planets that you can travel between and explore yep. or not or not as the case now is <laughs> as the case now is because they've scrapped everything they had on Metro Prime 4 and are starting over. So add another two years at least to the development cycle of that game. Yes. At least, yeah. They're starting over, which I, so, I was quite... This is a weird story, though, isn't it? Because like, who, who was rumoured to have been developed? It Was it Namco Bandai yeah. or something like that? Oh, really? Drop, yeah. It wasn't in, they, an internal? No, it wasn't. Oh, it was, that explains it. Was it them or was it Team Ninja? I have a feeling Team Ninja are involved somewhere. Uh, maybe. I think they're actually no Team Ninja are involved with some other project, don't they? They're, are they doing Ultimate Alliance or something ridiculous like that? Like Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three? Is that Team Ninja? No, they're doing something with Nintendo at the moment. I can't remember what. But yeah, it was it was a, a development house that you wouldn't have expected were the guys supposedly working on this, and uh, yeah, Ninty stepped in and said, "This isn't." Living up to our standards. Hmm. Um, the weirdest thing was, is they were, they've been like super upfront about it. Like it wasn't just like a little press release yeah. somewhere. It's like it's a video you can watch on your Switch with the head yeah. of Nintendo development standing there saying, "Yeah, sorry guys, we, yeah. This, this, this this wasn't going to plan." Well, they so finally realised that Metroid this, uh... isn't license worth caring about. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, because that, I mean, that like... was the problem with like that was why. I mean, that, I guess it, you could say that's actually why Prime exists, is because Nintendo didn't understand how to make Metroid into a first-person game, so they gave it to an American studio, who sure. then made that game, and it was like, oh shit, now it's now everyone likes it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that's the good news of this, is that it's gone back to retro. Or yeah. whatever's left of retro, though. Yeah, but retro you know, is still making good games, right? They made the oh, yeah. Tropical Freeze and everything. Or are they, though? Because that that's the other part of this news story, where like they released 
tropical freeze and then there's been five years where it's like what has retro been doing in the meantime well there was that rumor <laughs> flying around that they're working on Star Fox GP yeah there was whatever that is has so, it been five years jeez so bit, theoretically what people are thinking is that assuming that retro have been working on something for the past five years that something is probably likely to come out quite soon <laughs> Considering mm. that they've now basically started working on Metroid Prime, they must be nearly done with whatever else they were working on. That makes sense. There's been a few like obvious eyebrows raised at like it's like okay, so what is on Nintendo's lineup this year? Yeah, that's the problem. What's well, that, I always that, th- what's that went away? I always felt that the Metroid Prime Four reveal, like which was just a title card at E3, seemed like a bit soon in the sense that they put out like mario and zelda and it seemed like oh we'll keep the train going for the switch with another but, tent pole or yeah, whatever and it's but, like but you could tell by the the way that they just that did the exactly they just did the title card it's like hmm <laughs> i don't think you actually have anything you're just saying this to kind of keep the yeah. momentum well, going. yeah but that was quite a long time ago like yeah. two years away <laughs> yeah, well, yeah exactly and and this year we, we were are. expecting them to start showing it yeah it was e3 2017 they did that but they did that three yeah. times that year right they had metroid prime 4 they had kirby unannounced kirby game and yeah, they but, had unannounced Yoshi. Games. Yeah, but we said about and Kirby it's... and Yoshi, it's like those don't really count as much because those are like quite quick games to make. I, that, well, I don't know about that. Maybe not the not Yoshi their, one. Not I mean, t- that has taken quite a while, but the Kirby one, they definitely shut that out pretty fast. <laughs> <laughs> they're not their tentpole games for sure, but like they're, they're uh, you know, they're still re- they still do relatively well for Ninty. Putting those out. I think overall this is good news though that that they're yeah. they're not going to put out something bad and they'll work with the original creators of Metro Prime whoever they or whatever it's left of them to do it. Oh, yeah, it, I'd I much rather it, it not be rushed. Exactly. Much, much rather. Well, let's so, hope they actually have a good idea. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I kind of. Like, mean, you could just go for a like a, you know you want them to just have Metroid Prime again, but like more. <laughs> But better and like some some changes from like how nice it works. Like, can we maybe move away from having different coloured doors that you have to open with different coloured beams? No, that's just disguise thing. it a little bit better. Well, yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be a fucking door. Or we no, could... but they did that like with some of the places, right? You'd you'd scan it and it'd be like, oh, well, yeah, destroyable rocks this, or whatever. Yeah, this is made of this material. But so. the doors, mainly. But like, or you, I was thinking, what you could do. Because I was thinking, the t- when we talked about, we probably talked about this at the time, even, we, when we were saying, like, obviously Nintendo just wants to do what Zelda Breath of the Wild did for all their other franchises, right? That's, like, what they were sure. sort of trying to do with Odyssey, but not really. They were just like, we're going to make a new iteration on this thing, but it's actually slightly different enough for it to matter. I mean, yeah. that would be amazing, right? If that, that is what they're doing. I mean, then, that's like, kind what of you what do Metro Prime, Prime was originally, right? If you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I was, yeah, so I was like Prime was taking is, but the original Metroid Prime is almost is almost a perfect 3D representation of what Metroid the original is. Metroid yeah. games are, and it's like they're now at the point though where if we ha- if, if Zach's theory is correct, like they this is the, might be the first time they actually get to change the formula in some way, right? Because Prime hmm. Prime is just the formula in 3D, yeah. But uh, and then two and three were like they didn't really go anywhere with it. They just um, tried to. I mean, two was just like sort of an expansion of one. It was just like here's one again, but more. Yeah. And then three was like, yeah, here's one again, but with motion controls. <laughs> sure. sure. 
and well, two and three were slightly different in that they were distinct locations, right? They, you, yeah, but that you, you not, flew around that's places. not really necessary, though. I mean, that might as well, traveling from your ship from one launch pad to another might as well just be a door. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I, I think I absolutely preferred the idea of it being a single interconnected world, right? With yeah. The elevators and things like that. I definitely prefer that feeling. Well, multiple different planets is where, like, that's kind of cool. I mean, you can do more with multiple planets yeah. theoretically. You know, you can you don't have to be constrained by this is this planet's ecosystem. But then Prime One was okay because it was like standard ass ecosystem, yeah, right? icy guess. place, green place, brown place, and lava place. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's like if you can't really make a Metroid like open world game. I don't think that works. But you might be able to do something more like what they did with Link Between Worlds. Like, don't limit where you can go, but instead of just losing all your powers and regaining them over time, just choose which ones you want. Choose where you want to go first. Oh, interesting. Right. You'd sort of do the. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like, you mean like have a loadout or something and be like, you maybe a loadout have, or just you've, like. You've got the electric beam, now you can go this way. Yeah. It's... Something like that. Maybe, you know, make it not quite such a straight, linear shot. But then, of course, that runs into the same problem as Link Between Worlds, where it's like, then the difficulty curve becomes, like, non-existent, because everything is, like, equally difficult. Yeah. <laughs> well, Breath of the Wild managed it by, like, giving you all the powers immediately, and then, like, it it, it didn't it didn't mean you could go... It did mean you could go anywhere instantly, but you would just get murdered, right? Sure, but I don't know if that's, like, necessarily a good idea. Yeah, because it kind of... Hurts Metroid All it was was like hit points Zelda. In, in Zelda. Yeah, yeah. You have to think of something and, and, else, right? And Metroid did have a like, even though its progression is relatively linear, right? Even though it's even though it's presented in this world, the the order in which you have to go through things is mostly set normally. Yeah. So there is there's often quite a nice reveal of, uh, you know, as you're scanning items, I suppose it's like the story is building itself in a logical fashion. Well, for some of the stuff, yeah. I mean, like, oh, well, there's still stuff you puzzle together, but yeah, it made sense for like you know getting phase on stuff later on or whatever because that mm. was how you progress through the story. You got to the labs and it was like, oh, this is where all the phase on shit's going on. <laughs> Get that stuff. <laughs> Get it. Uh, and I kind of hope they don't. I know it's a prime game, but like, can we drop the whole phase on Dark Samus thing? Like, or are they going to return to it and? Well, what even happened at the end of Metroid Prime Three? I, I mean, remember. I'm pretty sure like the end end is like one of the other bounty hunters got infected, and you're following him because he's flying away. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, so there's still phase on. So there might still be phase on. Yeah, and of course, none of us know what happened in other M, which is because it was a massive prequel. So I mean, I'm, I'm less worried about phase on and more worried about Metroids. <laughs> even though the game is called Metroid Prime, for God's sake, can we maybe slightly tone down the Metroids. <laughs> <laughs> At least a bit. I mean, come on. We've had to kill these goddamn space pirates and their Metroid breeding things like four or five times now. <laughs> Make them friendly. <laughs> I mean, and, that was and, and... kind of what was meant to happen in the old game, right? Where you rescue the baby Metroid and it's like, oh, this one's friendly because it thinks you it thinks it's your mother or what, uh, you're its mother or whatever. And then the space pirates kidnap him and start breeding regular Metroids again. <laughs> God damn it. God damn space pirates. How's Ridley going to get resurrected this time? <laughs> How much more Mecha can he get? <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
that is the one problem with the Metroid Prime and in Metroid in general, I guess, is that because it's called Metroid and it's about Metroids, I feel like they feel like they can't move away from that. And it's just like, it, there's no reason it has to be. It's, it's like Samus is a bounty hunter. She can do whatever mission she wants to. It can be about fucking anything. Yeah. Make up in any story you want. <laughs> Doesn't have to be Space Pirates and Metroids and Ridley. <laughs> they, they always say she's a bounty hunter, but like, I guess, I guess maybe that was her past before she got Samus up. No, she's right a, before she got suited up. She's and, a bounty hunter in in the SNES game. It literally says it in the text score. I know, but like, it sounds like she's always on a vendetta against the space pirates, right? Not actually against no, like, it's regular a, ass bounties. It's kind of a coincidence, like where she goes to the planet in that game. It's just like it's a. It, I suppose it's just a distress beacon, isn't it? Well, like, she takes the Metroid from the, where she blew up the fucking Metroid planet with the space pirates on it, and she was like, "I'm going to put this, give this to the science guys, and they can deal with this." And then the space pirates go along and stole it back. It's like, well, I don't think that that's not like another bounty. That's just like a continuation of the same one. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yes, I mean, the but space pirates are the same thing, right? In a way, it's like oh, I heard there's some stuff going on with these space pirates. Oh no. Land. Well, it was another distress call, but it was a space pirate vessel, which was slightly weird. But like the phase on wasn't really the phase on didn't have to be related to the space pirates in any way. It could have just been on that planet corrupting stuff, and there could have been some other kind of enemy to fill in for the space pirates doing their experiments. I guess, yeah, they don't have to be space pirates. I guess is what you're saying. Yeah, come up with someone else. It doesn't all have to be exactly the same things every time. Yeah. Has to be a Metroid somewhere. Yeah. You've had to blow up several planets to try and get rid of these goddamn Metroids. <laughs> How about you get an, a, a special cannon for your arm that's, that is basically a Metroid and it fires baby Metroids? <laughs> I mean, they already have the, like, the Metroid rainbow beam thing. <laughs> Suppose that hasn't been out. in the Prime games, has it? The rainbow beam. Well, I mean, you could argue about like the phase on beam is basically the same thing. You just absorb a shit ton of energy and then. Yeah, I guess. There's no rainbow. No. It's not like that unicorn that poops rainbows <laughs> and holds a gun in one of the red factions. Yes. So it's a while away. Yeah, apparently. Well, is it? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows how long it was actually been worked on before. No one knows how long it's going to take now. Don't get your hopes up, is what I say. So, what's going to happen at any of the Nintendo Directs this year? I mean, we've got a Pokemon game theoretically, and that's pretty much it, right? Well, I think they're going to have to go. Oh, oh crap, Nindies! No, what's going to happen? I now, guess. But right? I feel like most like Mario I feel like golf. it's the year of Mario Golf. I guess. If they, but they, that seems like it's too soon after tennis. <laughs> it feels like they'd be pushing the sports a bit hard. But they must have been like doing them at the same the tennis games and the golf games at the same time. You know, the golf last one was on 3DS, right? As they, they, some yeah. of that must have been in tandem. Um, maybe. But also, that's not like that. To me, seems like that would be in the same vein as the Kirby and Yoshi stuff, where it's like it's not a main game. <laughs> it's just a nice, normally nice, smallish, normally relatively uncomplicated game. Stealth F Zero announcement. <laughs> Come on. Well, you know, maybe that Star Fox GP thing will turn up. Maybe that is what Retro is working on this, this whole time. Captain Falcon RPG. 
Maybe they'll come up with a new game. <laughs> <laughs> what? Maybe suddenly Pikmin 4. <laughs> Blasphemy. <laughs> Pikmin 4, yeah. That's announced, isn't it? Pikmin 4? I don't think it is. Uh, I thought I could have sworn that was a thing. I think maybe someone said Pikmin at some point. I don't think they said Pikmin 4. <laughs> what is it this year? It's Animal Crossing, isn't it? Uh-huh. No, um, that's got the... Why is that due to come out this year? Or late this year? Yeah, like, I'd imagine Christmas it'll be late, yeah. Did they even say a date in that announcement? I don't think they did, right? They just said 2019 because it came up on that end card. Yeah, yeah. well, I think you're right. Yes, it will be this year. So that's whatever. Yeah, like, they've got that. We'll see about that, though. Because, again, <laughs> depending on how far they go, if they do anything new with Animal Crossing, <laughs> it's like if it just turns out to be another Animal Crossing game in the same way all the previous ones have been, that's, again, not that much of an amazing game. I mean, sure, some people would like it because they have Animal Crossing. You will leave. <laughs> KK Sliders but Party it's a, 2. It's a very uncomplicated game to come up with, Animal Cro- that new Animal Crossing, because they don't really innovate with that. <laughs> they could do. I mean, they could, yes. but They, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Well, they haven't yet. But if this is the generation, the Switch being the machine where innovation is suddenly a thing, we can mess around with all these previously same old games. I mean, it has been happening. So Yeah. It's not just Zelda. I mean, Mario Odyssey had some pretty far out stuff. Yeah. And I, you could make an argument about Pokemon Let's Go being a mix up on the Pokemon game, even though there's supposedly this other Pokemon game, if that ever happens. Diddy Kong Racing 2. <laughs> When suddenly Rare comes back. Well, even though it's a Rare-made game, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, Nintendo just, you know, Nintendo... They wouldn't do that. They, If they were going to make a racing game, it would have to be F-Zero. They couldn't possibly ignore all the people who want F-Zero and focus in on the much smaller number of people who want Diddy Kong. Mario Kart 9. Well, I mean, yes, that's, again, another one of those games that they probably shoot out quite easily. No, they just make wave oh, no, <laughs> Obviously. Oh, my... <laughs> I don't know if Wave Race could be released as a. I don't, someone said, says to me, like, I don't know if Wave Race could be a full title. No, it couldn't. Well, it's the same as all of these things. All of these not quite sufficiently gamey games. Well, and also, like, there's, I guess there's less of a need for them to make America Kart 9 right now because America Kart 8 Deluxe is still selling gangbusters. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they haven't put out any more DLC for that, actually. I think they were done with DLC for that. They were like, we've already, we've made quite a few random crossovers and extra tracks and all this other junk. Just make the Nintendo card. Super <laughs> Smash card. Super Smash card, yeah. Super Kart Brothers. <laughs> the fact that Brothers is in the Super Smash name is increasingly stupid, though. I don't know. It's a weird throwback thing. I mean, there's only two brothers in the original. In fact, there's no other brothers in that entire thing, right? Well, what about Simon and Richter? No, they're not even in the same timeline. I know. Well, they're, they're both Belmonts. Yeah, they're, they're that's related, but not like brothers. Okay. <laughs> What's the relationship between Donkey and Diddy? I don't know. I was thinking about that. Uh, are they just mates? Uh, like cousin <laughs> cousins 
I feel like any one of the DK crew are probably all like cousins, right? <laughs> you see, now when, now when you say it like that, a bit of me like I've clearly been playing too much Red Dead because it's like, oh, they're all cousins. They must be some kind of gang. <laughs> I mean, they are. That's literally the yeah. DK crew. That's what they're called. <laughs> Holding people up for bananas with bananas for guns. Yep, banana guns. It's all about the banana trade. We need to make more money. <laughs> Cranky Kong says. Well, that's our Nintendo. Oh, I guess that's update. one that you could say is definitely related. <laughs> Cranky Kong is definitely the oh, parent of Doggy Kong. Yeah, isn't Cranky like original, original Doggy Kong? Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> apparently, the Wii Shop is closing. Yeah, apparently. Mm. Including Easy. the Wii Shop music. The most important part of the Wii Shop. <laughs> Download all your shit now before it goes away. This is our advert section. What other news we got going on? That's about it, really. Yeah. Um, you had something about Anthem. Yeah, we you, could. You toyed I, with Anthem. I what mean, we could, about? we could talk about Anthem because it's now there's been an alpha slash demo thing going on. So Where they didn't have it. enough servers, obviously, or whatever. Yeah, naturally. I mean, that's the point in one of these. Standard. Well, <laughs> it's not necessarily the point, but it happened. That's how it happens. And yeah, you know, people are not particularly infused. I oh, guess. really? But it's sat- mean, from the sounds of it, it, it it's I mean, it's like what everyone expected. I'm like, Destiny. Yeah, it's like quite a lot like the Destiny style of go it's here, she's a bunch of dudes. It looks even more of a Destiny clone than I expected, to be honest. It looks even more straight up. Uh, yeah. yeah. I expected Maybe. it to be a little bit more of a twist <laughs> and then you know the classic sort of complaints about why is the town so shitty oh is it why is the town incredibly empty and everyone just stands in place waiting for you to come and talk to them oh no <laughs> that was funny <laughs> when uh in the quick look where did you see that where, where yeah. jeff started getting angry about that it was quite quite funny i recommend watching yeah. that Don't but yes Indeed. it's like you know and the, the thing about that is, that's the kind of thing you'd expect from like an MMO town, yeah, where the vendors are in a specific place and everyone runs over and talks to them. But that's like a single player area. It's not even like there's going to be other people in that. Bit. Yeah, I mean that's, that's what I was about to say a second ago. It's like, didn't they say that like the town area is like where your story experience, the majority of it, sort of happens? Yeah, it's, and it's like so that could have been crafted in a Bioware like manner, right? Like, yeah. But yeah, and, well, that looked and, cool in the early trailers, didn't it? The the kind of town. Well, that there's, they 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 showed that one bit where he's like walking through the busy marketplace, yeah. right? That was the one. And I mean, maybe that maybe that, that place still exists somewhere. And the, the, the and during the demo, you're only in like the back alley, like workshops where there's not very many people or whatever. <laughs> Did they say that that was was that all in game? I suppose it transitioned, didn't it? I was about to say, was that in game footage? But I don't know. I don't think there was a cut, was there, between that happening? I bet they probably did say it was in game footage because that's what everyone does nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> true. All in engine. Yep. In engine. And then, but then, of course, the counter argument to some of the people being like, it's so Destiny and it's kind of a boring clone of Destiny is that you do occasionally see people saying that, like, it, the, what's actually happening is people running into the classic problem where they're just trying to play it like Destiny or like a standard third-person shooter and not actually 
playing Anthem like you're meant to play Anthem because right. they couldn't possibly know how to do that because no one's told them. <laughs> or no, there hasn't been like, because there's no tutorial or whatever. You don't learn, because supposedly, they, so I saw this on comments about the giant bomb quick look were from the videos of Brad playing the um, like right. spell and he's too used to playing Destiny, right? Yeah, the, like supposedly the way you're meant to play that character is you're meant to hover because hovering actually powers up your spells and stuff. Oh, right. Yeah. So like the fact that he was that he was worried about his hover his flying overheating all the time, so he never really used it outside of flying to a place. It's like that's kind of gimping that class supposedly, but you know I don't know if that's going to save it really <laughs> <laughs> from being just kind of a boring shoot things fest. Also. I mean, you can call this an alpha as much as you want because we all know it's not. <laughs> just a bit too close. But like the amount of things, even in just those short little bits of fight that I saw where like it has the classic problem of enemy bodies that just do things that are not what they're meant to do. Like you can see enemies that like fall over and die and explode or whatever they're meant to do. And then you'll just see enemies where the bodies just instantly vanish or they freeze in place for a few seconds and then disappear. <laughs> it's like, this is, it, we've still got games doing this. It's a classic. I mean, that could be anything, right? That could be like a sync issue with the server and it doesn't know what to do with it. Or... Yeah, maybe. But it's, it would, you can definitely like, there are definitely several moments where you can people are continuing to shoot at things that are already dead because the model is just yeah, fixed right. in place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, that's not good. And I saw some more footage with Fallout 76 talking about this stuff. It's <laughs> yeah. like, boy, there's some, some stuff in that game. Wait until you play Fallout 4. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's not actually that far removed, is what you're saying. Well, no, I don't know how. It's probably more glitchy in Fallout 76, <laughs> I imagine. Like just things not animating and but still moving around as if they were fighting. <laughs> yeah, just, that, that's kind of funny. I don't think I've seen that as much in Fallout Four. So yeah, so Amp- not hype. Anthem is still happening, so, and that's like coming out quite soon. <laughs> it's like yeah, end of Feb. Yep. Although again, my hype is automatically lowered due to not having the computer run it. <laughs> is it all frostbite? and all that kind of jazz. I don't know, but I would assume so. Yeah. Could you play Destiny 2 if you want to do that? Probably turn down a lot, I would guess. I, there was a moment where I was... Well, we, we missed it when it was free anyway. Yeah. Because... There was a moment where I, I was... Hmm. As keeps happening whenever Destiny and Anthem come up, people talk about Warframe, and I'm like, yeah, that's a free-play game, isn't it? I could, literally could just go play that. And see what's up. You can play it on your Switch. Yeah, I can play on my Switch. I wouldn't even have to worry about my PC not being able to run it, but I'm maybe not kind of game I'd want to play on the Switch. I don't know. Never really got a handle on Warframe. No. What it really is. <laughs> I know it does bloody well. Yeah. Because free to play, I guess, but. It's one of those weird games spend that money on it. no one talks about and loads of people play. <laughs> And it, yeah, and it's secretly one of the biggest games in the world. What was that cowboy space MMO thing? Do you know what I'm talking Wild about? Wildstar? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is this thing? And then loads of people were playing it. And then it got shut down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one didn't last. Was but that, it lasted was, a while. Was, was, was that an arena net joint? I maybe, but like arena net in, in that side is more like publishing than 
Oh, right. making it, right? Okay. I guess. There's ideas like that that always sound cool to me. Like, well, mm. if you could cowboy bebop it up, and... I don't think that was exactly what Wild Style was no, going for. But... <laughs> Red Dead okay. Space Online. So, Anthem. Uh, yes. It's happening. It's happening. Apparently. I do you think other... that audio style they showed, you know, that, that, that bit of song they did at the Game Awards, though. <laughs> Sounds cool. Well, you better hope it does, because that's what their whole story is about, right? The, the anthem. anthem and the sounds. Yeah, but the, but the anthem is like it's a bungee style naming thing, right? It's basically the composer, yep. as far as I can tell. <laughs> well, that's what all of it. It's like Destiny practically has that. Well, yeah, Destiny because it's bungee. Well, bungee, yes, but... bungee are bad at this. <laughs> or good like, at this. Bungee, I haven't, I've bungee, never decided. Bungee ripping off their own thing. Yeah. Well, though, no, I guess. Well, I guess I don't know if, well, the, if whole, the like... Halo Four stuff would have been made by Bungie before they left. The no, story I background. It. I doubt it. Um, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, the composer is four, isn't it? Yeah. The idea of like the music of creation—that's from Tolkien. <laughs> yes, that's from anything you want to rip off. Yeah. There's no new ideas, obviously. No, but, yeah, everything's a remix. That's fine. Try and make the gameplay interesting, at least. <laughs> yeah, that's the key thing. <laughs> Even if it's derivative, at least make it fun. Turn up, mark everything as targets, and then use that tanks just rocket everything to hell ability. Seems to be the uh, anthem's trick, right? Mm. And you know those bits of footage that I saw, there definitely wasn't much going on in terms of like enemies doing interesting things or interesting enemies. It's like here's a bunch of generic grunts shooting a lot. <laughs> it's kind of the problem with it's like open, like the combat of that seems like it's a you know, wide open space. Do things well. There was some so inside there... stuff, inside fighting. Is there? I mean, okay. it wasn't any different. It was still like here's a bunch of enemies spawning, <laughs> shoot them a bunch. But you can jump, so you can get up on the walkways. I guess. But so you think they they haven't nailed the the thirty seconds of fun thing that like clearly Destiny like thrives on that, right? Because it's the one thing that Destiny does very well. Well, I don't know it, if they haven't. That it shoots good. I don't know if they haven't succeeded at that. It's just like, especially in these early footages, it it's all the same. But, you know, that's kind of what the early game of these kind of things is like. It's just these generic grunt-ass enemies that you're going to be killing for a while, and then maybe new, more complicated things will start happening, but you don't get to see that at this early point. I guess, but even the first encounter, like especially the first encounter of Halo 2, right? Like Even that stuff is like, it's crazy dynamic, like with the enemies moving around and flanking and the elites and the grunts, and it's like, it's not... Yeah, but I, that's where that's where it where you have to, where it, the, it's a different game because of the loot grinding numbers flying off of things aspect of it mm. it's not you're not tactically engaging smaller numbers of enemies you're just mowing down larger numbers of enemies or theoretically mowing them down grinding them down <laughs> <laughs> turning them into a loot based paste yep <laughs> base paste So that's new. Yeah. I guess so. The only other thing I had was uh, some kind of Subnautica expansion thing coming January 30th to early access, as in. I mean, they've been talking about that for so long. Low zero. It may or may not even be an expansion. It may be standalone. <laughs> no Maybe. one seems to still be certain. That's kind of cool that there's more coming. What I've heard so far. Even if it's pre pre release. I mean, the question cool. will be whether 
The question will be whether it will mysteriously be free on fucking Epic Store or not. Oh, yeah. Like right. something like it was. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, I imagine they'll try and sell it there. But as long as they don't only sell it there. <laughs> yeah. Don't want any more exclusivity, especially for a, what is a basically expansion of a game. Yeah. I think that would be cheeky. No, it's definitely coming yeah. to Steam Early Access. Good. That's, that's the right decision. Although why it needs Early Access, though, that's the other question. Yeah, that's the question, I suppose. Is it just because they're used to it? Because that's how they did the first game. Yeah, but the first game spent a actual le- like long length of time in early access, and it changed mm. quite a lot. Whereas for like an expansion where it's going to work, like it's the engine isn't going to change or anything. Yeah, I suppose it, does, that is, it is that that reeks perhaps more of this might be a standalone thing. Mm. It wouldn't be unheard of, but although the fact that it's that it does appear quite possibly to be like you know standalone, if not completely separate. It's kind of it's kind of disappointing. Like you, there could have been ways you could have worked that into the main game as like a place that you go to somehow. Especially because there's fucking teleporters teleporters all over that game. Hmm. You easily could have just walked through a teleporter and loaded into that new area <laughs> at some point in the story. Just integrate it. Although you know. I'm not even certain that's not what is theoretically going to happen. It could do that still. I don't think there's been enough talk about it yet. Or would it be like an alternative world kind of thing where it's like it's the same game but it's just in a different place? Well, I mean, I think what the main thing that people have seen to maybe have been inferring or have heard is that it's basically just going to be another survivor from the crash. Another oh, escape pod, right, yeah. and you start somewhere else. So yeah, kind of what I said then. So, yeah. yeah, like the same game, just transplanted somewhere on the planet. Yeah, somewhere else. But it's going to be—I don't know—if they're going to make it as complicated as the first one, they're going to have to do some story wrangling because <laughs> the first game you have like the crash ship right there, and you do quite a lot of stuff with that. Whereas if you're in some other completely separate part of the planet, it's not going to be any of that shit. Maybe or the maybe like, just be a piece of shit. Or the whole story of the other previous survivors that happens in that area. Like they've they've put like three different stories into the first main game area, and it's like now we're gonna have to come up with like new completely separate stories. Mm. <laughs> Assuming that they are going to put stories in it, and it's not going to just go back to being kind of just survivally or whatever. Maybe they can't see the crashed ship or anything like that. They're just sort of went around the curvature of the planet a little bit. Well, yeah. I would assume that you you might see the explosion, I guess, when it explodes. That would maybe hook that story back in slightly. Spoilers? <laughs> that happens almost immediately. Okay. But there's several other... I mean, the whole point of this planet being a quarantine planet, which is also a minor spoiler, but not really, because that also happens very quickly, the whole story of the game is working out how, how to get off this quarantine planet because it's quarantined. And it, if you're in a completely separate area which doesn't have all this like information that is built into the first game, how are you even going to know? How you, what are you going to be doing? Hmm. Interesting. You're like someone with a with a mission. Like I must complete the mission. I must deliver the mission. Or maybe you just like start like picking up radio transmissions from the other game where you're like you work out what's going on on the other side of the planet by hearing little snippets of radio conversations and stuff. And you're like, oh shit, I need to do something over here, but he he doesn't know that. Oh yeah, that'd be clever. <laughs> that'd be alright. Oh, I need to turn those teleporters on. Yeah. 
Like he thinks he's found the power plant, but the actual power plant is over here, and I need to divert the power over there. <laughs> Possible. Yeah. Who knows? Possibly. But that that will be that's sort of that's maybe the more difficult problem to solve. Like the actual gameplay, the way the game works, and the engine and stuff. That that's like they don't need to change that. Because it was fine, and you, you know, just more of that, like different resources and different crafting trees or whatever. That's fine, but integrating the story, which was kind of the thing that was all, sort of a big deal about Subnautica, because the fact that it was a survival open world ish game, but also actually had a functional story. Doing that again is the more difficult part of making this thing. Sure, yeah. <laughs> or at least doing it again in a way that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Why is there more survivors out that way? And it's like there's a competitive element or something, or there's a like a or, or this will be the one which has co-op, yeah, yeah or maybe. something. So there can be a like more story because of the interplay. Who yeah. knows? Oh well, you sound relatively high. Yes, as much as that gets. Assuming, assuming that it comes out on Steam, it's all good. <laughs> LED bulbs, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, go back. Okay, go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we segued I'm, out of news. I'm bringing it home to my home. Yeah. Right? So, so, like, ignoring Philip's huge stuff, which thank yeah, heaven, none of, is, none of it has failed yet. But like LED light bulbs that you buy yeah. for your house, like, if any of you like had much success with those, because I swear I've been trying to buy LED bulbs like on the premise that they will last longer than regular ass energy saving yeah. bulbs. I got some for but my. They do um, not. I got some for my like bedside lamps or whatever, and like you could get either normal or like dimmable. I was like, oh, I need the dimmable ones because those um, my bedside lamps have like a was it one of those three step <laughs> tappers or something? No, um, they have. I don't know. I think it came, it came with the flap, but they have dimmer things. But they're like you can't really access them. They're down by the floor or whatever. You just set them once, right? They have oh, a they have a resistor okay. with a pot potentiometer yeah. or whatever and it's like built into the wire anyway so i knew i needed dimmable but i tried putting them in and they started buzzing and flickering and it's like this is it's not dimmable <laughs> yeah. yeah so i had to switch back to you know the style of where it looks like a a little halogen bulb inside an old style bulb <laughs> case door yeah yeah and it's like well that's annoying uh but then i put and i put an led one in my um uh, desk lamp uh which doesn't have dimming obviously and that seems fine so but it hasn't uh, i don't know i can't speak for how long it's going to last and just like you i i've had in my hue ones have lasted ages now so hopefully i don't have to replace yeah. those because they're fucking expensive like it, it's specifically the little like goo 10 bulbs or something you have to put in like the, like recessed ceiling ports or something right it's like because they I don't know, maybe because they're smaller or something, or maybe because they're just crackly built. Or, or just blame dodgy wiring in your kitchen. That's well, it, probably easy enough to assume. Well, well maybe, <laughs> but it's more to do, like, I think it's, like, it's always like the LEDs themselves are fine, but I'm pretty sure it's like the transformer inside the bulb casing that goes or starts going funny or something. Because it's like, what else could go wrong on those things? It's just... I don't know. Like, 
the, the LEDs themselves don't don't die. It's just but somehow the bulbs do, and it's like, or do they just turn off? Like the one in the kitchen is like flickering at the moment, or yeah. a little bit. But but not like you know, a constant like dagger, 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 or it might like suggest that it was the transformer. It's like going, it's a little bit like a fluorescent bulb dying, you know, it's like tick, 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 but without the tick noise. It's like, anyway, what's it? I actually spent more money on this set as well because like the first, I, the first I set I got, they were like dirt cheap, cheap and, I was, mm. and I was like, um, oh well, they're they're clearly failing because they're poorly made. <laughs> It's like so. This next set, I spent a bit more, a bit more cash on, and it's like I expected them to last a hell of a lot longer. Yeah, and one of them's already starting to fail. Well, like, once mm. it breaks, just like take it apart and actually look at what's in there. Cause well, I'll give it to you. How about that? <laughs> I don't know anything I, about this. Though. Just hit it with a hammer until it smashes. And look at what's inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can't tell which bit was actually problematic. Well, yeah, yeah, but you're not going to fix it <laughs> and put it back together and put it back in your light filling. That's just way too dangerous. <laughs> sure. It would just be a curiosity to see what was in there and see if you could maybe like infer how well made it was by maybe if it was like just shitty components or like I bad guess. welding or something like that. Like that. Um, there's plenty of YouTube channels. I think I've seen a couple yep. like where people tear down like like chargers for devices yep. and being like, "Oh god, this thing is dangerous." Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see a video of someone taking apart an LED bulb where it was. It looked like it had like it had um a normal screw fitting even so it had like a screw the metal screw oh, and Edison cap yeah like yeah. a like a normal ass bulb yeah. but like he he used like cutters to cut that metal open and all there is in there is just like a couple of resistors and I all you know that still always freaks me out when that happens when like when you've got like mains power running through two tiny ass regular resistors and I'm like mm. how is that but that's just how stuff works. You just don't realize that that's how stuff works. <laughs> it's like that is literally all there is in there. And that's why they get hot because resistors get hot. Yep. Not the rest of the bulb that's hot. It's just that. Well, it? it's also the rest of the bulb. Okay. But like the resistors in the base can be the bit that makes the base hot. But yeah, when you take something like that apart and you expect it to be something fancy and it's just like two fucking wires, <laughs> you're like, okay, I guess this is what's complicated. You think LEDs are all futuristic and fancy and you've, you're <laughs> like, they have to take mains voltage down to like one volt or whatever LEDs run through. And it's like, now nah, it's just a couple of resistors. It's fine. Surely <laughs> uh, that's still like then burning quite a high. Oh, I don't know how electrics work. I forgot, <laughs> I've forgotten. Is that, is that because don't resistors like still use current? To reduce the voltage or something like that, so you're still actually maybe got a relatively high wattage, or I I don't remember. No, I don't remember. You have to remember the what is it? The IR. Which way round does it go? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember either. But yeah, you know, it's not. But then also, don't LED bulbs need DC? Well, that's what the resistors are for. Uh, that's, why, that, that's why I've discovered from, from watching these channel, channels. That's why there's like multiple resistors. You basically connect three resistors in a triangle and it like smooths out, smooths out AC to DC or something. Oh, I, I don't in actually a really know. ghetto way, <laughs> that right? That's good enough. So it's not like the like my theory that I was saying earlier where there's like an actual transformer. No, there's the... probably not an actual transformer. It is probably just oh, like a couple of resistors and a weird, weird. bit of circuitry. Or maybe that explains which why would explain why they don't bloody work. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, and why they the, buzz <laughs> whenever they, yeah. whenever they look, whenever you look at these fancy channels that do these kinds of teardowns, it's like 
they'll just be like, oh, my, my mains voltage is 230 today at this moment. Because, like, mains voltage shifts over time. Oh, sure. And yeah. you don't even realize that, really. Yeah. Unless you're that far into it. So maybe that could be fucking with your balls. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, that's why a lot of modern electronics do have, like, a transformer box. Yeah. Before the, in their power supplies. It's, like, to deal with that fluctuation. Like, most electronics don't need nearly as much as what you can get out of the mains, right? That's like, so they, they step it down just right. So, yes, blame China. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is one of the things... China where, don't care, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One of those things about the, the, those kind of videos, again, where it's like... Whenever you see something where, where it's like, here's the thing which adapts it from this voltage to this voltage, to like, here's the thing where it changes from 110 volts to 240 volts so it works in our country. <laughs> and it's just like, man, they've just jammed this extra bit of shit in here mm-hmm. to make it work. <laughs> Shrug, I don't know, this worked last time, let's do it again. Anyway, that's my uh, yeah, kitchen bitching. Your kitchen your kitchen bitching, specifically. Mm. Alright, Bob. <laughs> I suppose if all of this set die again, then maybe I'll have an excuse to buy like Philip Hue bulbs for the kitchen. <laughs> but then do you want to risk it? Do you want to put more expensive bulbs in there if it's, the problem is actually the kitchen, not the bulbs? I think it's the <laughs> Because, you know, that kind of rail lighting setup, I could see reasons for that to be less stable than a regular-ass wire. Surely, like, all of your lighting is done the same, though. They're not on rails like mine, either. They're, like, embedded in the ceiling. They might be a rail hidden under the ceiling. I mean, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I thought you literally meant one of those, like, like, literal rails with lots of lights on it. Like a curtain, curtain hooks of lights. <laughs> Just an excuse to get more hue bulbs. That's all I'm looking for. You don't need hue in the kitchen. No, don't really. All you need is good white light because that's what you need to function in a kitchen. <laughs> the one, the, the, only, the the one thing I would like, like, is that those times where I'm walking out the front door and then I realise the kitchen light's still on. And it's like, if they, if they were hue bulbs, then it's like, well, that's fine. I've got to lift this, then that rigged up. So it knows when I'm leaving the house and it would turn everything off. Well, you could do that without the hue bulbs, though. You could do that a, a completely different way. Ah, so that's the problem. The UK is bad for the other way, which is smart switches. Because <laughs> so, I looked into that first before um, going down the bulb route. Because um, the problem is, is you need, uh, in the UK, like most circuits only have two wires going around it. Which means in order for the smart switches to work, there always has to be a small amount of current flowing through the, that whole the whole rail, basically, the whole lighting circuit. Um, which means you need bulbs that are dimmable friendly to deal with that, because there's always got to be that tiny amount of current going through. Um, yeah, and also they just don't work quite so well. Um, in America, they've got a nice three... Right, three wire setup, which means it doesn't really matter. They can like you can have switches that do fancy things and blah 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 blah. So it's much much easier. Just make um, a little robot arm that you can control from your phone. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Lego Mindstorms <laughs> yep. switch. I have to press a battery. Teach your cat to do it. 
<laughs> yeah, oh yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, you can get some stuff for that, but yeah, I think there might be some other problems down the line. But who knows how this place is wired? Like, how is a 2010 house wired? <laughs> Badly. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Right. <laughs> a detour into back into random. <laughs> 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 now it's time for what you've been playing uh seg i haven't heard from you in a while because i was away last week because my me... internet wasn't working well and i got the hell cut off last time because we were talking to kippers yeah so yes. it's your time to shine well lucky for you i haven't fucking played anything hey perfect <laughs> so there's not gonna be much help what? anything well no i well i've had another one of those periods where it's a periods of indecision but this time, instead of playing nothing, I've just played a bunch of old things at random. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, played more Binding of Isaac and, oh, really? and like, Creeper World 3 and, and Surviving Mars, although I guess that's not technically old. Not that old. <laughs> Literally came out last year. <laughs> but yeah, I played bits and pieces of random older things, and I'm not sure what, what there is. I also played Minecraft, I guess. <laughs> Okay, Talking about old things to go back to. Yeah, that's a bit more of a throwback. Although, again, like, I ended up playing in Minecraft another mod pack that is basically the exact same thing as all those other ones, again. Where it's pretty much, because every mod pack now is basically the same mods, because mm-hmm. those are just the mods that are good for Minecraft, just repackaged into a different way or a different world setting or something. I did technically try to play two different ones. The main one that I played was basically. It's the exact same as Sky Factory or Skyblock, that other Minecraft mod pack that yeah. I made, except it's it's stone block where the world is just entirely stone, which is actually a lot nicer because then you're not constantly in fear of falling off. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like much less stressful. You're not constantly accidentally falling out of the world or whatever. You don't have to deal with vertigo. <laughs> you have to deal with claustrophobia instead, I guess. <laughs> oh, is that like a stat? No, I meant in real life. Oh, okay. If that is something that bothers you in games. I mean, Vertigo in games is definitely more of a thing that I'm affected by than anything than is possibly. Really? Well, not really, but like when I'm playing like the Skyblock or Sky Factory, it's like you, you, it, it is stressful to have to like hang over the edge and add blocks to your platform or whatever <laughs> until you get a jetpack and then you solve that problem. But like it's not, you know, it's not a particularly enjoyable thing to have to worry about. Hmm. Whereas if you just play Stoneblock, that solves that whole problem. <laughs> Now you're completely underground. Oh, right. So it's not like just the floor is made of stone. No. It's like it is cave-based. The entire world is nothing but stone. And no no resources or anything. It's literally just stone. And no so, it, so it operates basically exactly the same as Skyblock, where you have to make everything out of nothing, hmm. just with slightly different configuration of mods this time. So yeah, I did that some more. You're still playing the like the... Java version, yeah. right? Well, the one with mods. Has that, has that been being updated? Like, Yeah, all? I mean, there have been fairly recent updates to base Minecraft. Like, new underwater stuff. Making the underwater actually a thing, rather than just nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think some of that was had been put in the Windows 10 yeah. Minecraft already. Yeah. yeah, some of that had. 
See that thing about wall running being a glitch that, that they've just added to the new version of Minecraft. Like, <laughs> wasn't supposed to be there, but you can now wall run. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've been seeing like little bits about new stuff that's still coming, but now it is it, starting to look like the point where they're kind of just starting to take things out of mods and put them in the base game, except not really. Like one of the most recent updates I saw about it was like I think they're introducing a like a compost heap to like recycle I don't know like excess seeds I guess because I was like I was trying to work out what that would even be used for in base Minecraft. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> like in mods, there's mods that have a compost type thing and it makes sense integrated into the rest of this mod. And I was like, in base Minecraft, what would you do? I guess. You would put like excess seeds and stuff in it and get some kind of fertilizer that you could use to grow your crops quicker, like you would with bone meal, but presumably not bone meal because that wouldn't make sense <laughs> coming out of a composter. Bone meal? Yeah, that's the traditional way to make stuff grow quick in Minecraft. You get kill skeletons, get bone, make bone meal, and then hit plants with it and it grow, makes them grow. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I don't know. And then the other mod pack that I tried to, tried to play, but I like this. I ran into my problem of Minecraft being the game that uses all of my RAM. <laughs> mm. Where I was trying to play this mod pack, where it was it it tries to it uses most of the same mods again, but it tries to like limit your access to them by basically having a progression of of like technology. So you start off in like the Stone Age, and you only have the really, ba- which might as well be just, just be base Minecraft, I guess. <laughs> you start off in very simple tools and like not being able to use any complicated things, like not even like furnaces or anything at the very start of the game. You have to like learn how to make fire and all that kind of stuff. And the idea is you're meant to progress through the te- technology that way. And it actually has some like more smart things where it like it actually hides resources that you can't use yet. Like, if you go mining in the early game, you won't even see some of the late-game ores, even though they're technically there, because you don't, you don't know about them. Hmm. So, like, that is a kind of a cool idea for how you progress through it. But unfortunately, the reason why I couldn't continue playing it with my RAM issue is that in order to progress through the ages, it requires you to, like, explore specific biomes of the world, whereas, like, you have to find your way to this biome and it will give you a like a hint like it, you can make a special compass to find this specific thing that you need to find but traveling long distances in minecraft that's what eats up your ram so i was trying to play it but then i was like I'm, if i travel too far my game just crashes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so i kind of didn't get very far in that mod which is a shame because i like the idea more regimented progression not that stone block and sky block isn't a type of progression, I guess. Organized fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't know what else there's these random extra little bits of games that I played to talk about. I guess I haven't played Surviving Mars since they did that fairly significant overhaul of like progression and like how the game works in general. So I played that which is slightly interesting because they made it so 
you always you have the mysteries thing that like the long term sure the goals not exactly goals but like goal i guess okay a thing that happens at a certain point in the game and then leads into a little storyline of missions but what they've changed now is you used to have well there was achievements specific to like each sponsor where it was like do this certain thing before a certain date with whilst playing as this country or whatever as Russia exports a certain amount of minerals back to Earth before this time or whatever. But now the sponsor goals are more like built into the actual game rather than just being Steam achievements. So now you actually have a separate little screen where it's like, here's your three or four sponsor goals and they vary from like easier ones to harder ones. Hmm. But but then doing them is... They're not so restricted by time. So most of them don't have like a time limit. And but they do give you like little rewards. So it's like if you can do this quite quickly, you can get this uh, maybe reward in that you can use in the early game to make your early game easier if you can do it uh, in the early game. Right. So it it does slightly give you like things to do before you get to the mystery, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And then the rebalancing of all the all the. You know, I mentioned it before. The way like the pipe leaks are much less common, and and the better systems for transporting stuff around, and in, in like in configuring the automation to make mm. your make it actually function better, that kind of stuff. And yeah, it did it did seem nicer, but maybe that my worry about it was that it, like it maybe would make it too easy. And but that game has never been hard was the thing so it was like right how much more easy could it be i'm not sure it necessarily made that much of a difference overall okay it just like didn't make it easier per se but did generally improve your well-being yeah (laughs) playing it yeah they've got another expansion coming soon i think i mean they've done they've been doing they had any paid ones yeah they've been they've been doing some paid ones but i think this one coming up is like a more major or wait or has it already come out i think it might have already come out they did a more major or i i would say it was a more major expansion where they basically made it so that there can be ai colonies as well i'm not sure if the if it's in the same map or whether it's like just somewhere else on Mars but that still has an effect. Right, yeah. And I think that does kind I think you do kind of get that in the free update as well. Like there's now there's now reason to use your rockets apart from just sending stuff back to Earth. Because before you'd you you import stuff on a rocket, it would sit there, you'd refuel it and then you could export. But the only thing you could export was rare minerals. So if you didn't have any of them, it didn't really matter. You just send the rocket away, just so you could have that rocket ready to bring you ship from Earth again, mm. basically. But now they've, there's a whole other screen where you can be like, here's the long-range scans of Mars, rather than just your local area, and you can like send rockets to those scan points, and it sometimes requires like you have to send eight scientists on this rocket to go and investigate this place, or you have to send a couple of drones instead of people. So it actually gives you something to do with your rockets on Mars and also like another sink for fuel, I guess. Mm, sure. So that was slightly slightly interesting as well. But that was, again, another thing where it's like you're spending this fuel and you're occupying your rocket, but you do get rewards. 
Although I guess there is a probability that something could go wrong and you might lose the rocket. Although yeah. I never had that happen. <laughs> accidental, accidental crash landing. Oh, yeah. No. But then, then it starts to turn into like the FTL thing, where it's just like you have to play it enough times to learn what the events are. <laughs> Be yeah, like, guess, yeah. this is the one that might kill everyone. <laughs> this looks like a bad one. Let's not do it. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I mean that game is still continuing to be fairly decent and continuing to get better, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I never had a problem with it, but it continues to seem like it still functions well enough. <laughs> <laughs> Despite their best efforts. <laughs> That's a Zach ringing endorsement there. Yeah. And then I guess I don't think there was much else. Oh, I mean, I played a bunch more Smash Brothers. <laughs> Still going for it. Well, I've got, like... I'm definitely aiming to finish all the challenges and everything, and I, well... It's not even related to challenges, but, you know, I could get all of the spirits at this point. And really, all I have to do is just grind through classic mode with every character, which I'm, like, a third of the way through. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah mainly the you know i want to do classic mode because that's kind of interesting it's like an interesting way to play some different fights sure except yeah. for the fact that fucking the majority of everyone has just has the hands as their last boss mm. which is slightly oh, disappointing really oh, that's a shame. i mean they, they you know they're trying to make a theme to these classic mode routes where it's like oh you play as Mewtwo and his thing is psychic control so you're fighting like pairs of enemies where it's like it's Ryu and Ken or it's it's like Mario and Luigi but then in the next fight you like psychically control one of those fighters from the previous fight and have them as your teammate Oh, okay. So it's like if, after you've yeah. beaten Ryu and Ken, you get Ken as your partner in the next battle, but then uh, then you get rid of him, and then you take whoever was the partner of the next fight. So right, you're just yeah. discarding these extra fighters. <laughs> but then at the end, you just fight the hands. It's like, oh, well. Can I have brought the last fighter with me? Well, you, d- you do get the last fighter. Oh, okay. You do still get Pikachu with you in that last fight, but okay. it's still just the hands. And it's like. Well, but the hands are kind of. Well, I mean, they are a partner. Pair. That maybe makes more sense in that one yeah. specific case. It's fine. And, you know, when you're fighting, when you're playing as any one of the Zelda characters, you're going to fight Ganon as the last boss. And it's like, okay, that makes sense. Mm. But then a lot of the other ones, it's just like, ah, uh, there's no, there's no boss that fits well enough with this theme. So it's just the hands <laughs> out of the limited selection of bosses. Mm. And I feel like maybe they could have come up with more reasons to fight Dracula or Raphalos. I guess, yeah. And also, I, the other reason I don't like the hands fight as much is because that's that's probably by far the hardest boss fight as well. <laughs> All the other ones, I'm just like, oh, thank God, it's Ganon. I can easily beat him. Fucking <laughs> hands, I just die every time. Nice. <laughs> so Ganon's the one I don't like. I mean, it's like, technically, the hands fight isn't that difficult, except for the main problem with it is because there's two of them. You're having to avoid two attacks happening simultaneously all the time yeah and it's actually quite difficult not necessarily in sync half the time yeah and, yeah. and the, the, you know theoretically you could focus on just one of them and kill it faster but not really 
you're really your better bet is just to constantly be hitting both of them at the same time because that's quite often easy to do <laughs> they often overlap or are close enough together that your aerials will hit both of them simultaneously so it's not even really that possible to focus on one of them but yeah and then going through the challenges the little mini achievements mm. i've started using the hammers on the on the highest tiers of the online stuff it's right. like yeah, i'm never going to do 200 fights so just get rid of that immediately <laughs> <laughs> but all i have to do apart from that is uh, basically all the achievements that are related to fighting level 9 cpus those are the only ones i've got left now apart from the online ones hmm. so i've done all the like weird mob smashes all those kind of stuff right yeah because i've not really touched that everything related to spirits and the adventure mode those are all done oh jeez. and classic mode because even though i'm only a third of the way through going through every character it's classic mode got all of them ages ago okay <laughs> it's not very difficult to get all of those achievements well that's good well arguably but i kind of would have wanted more reason to continue going through classic mode but yeah, it's the level 9 CPU fights that I have to do now. And even not with the level 9 ones, just with like the level 5s and level 3s, they, it has some specific requirements where it's like beat a level 9 by two points in a three-minute match and with, with no handicaps and, and whatever else, that kind of re- restrictions. But then it's like it doesn't have all the restrictions. So it's like in some ways you want to do it legitimately in some ways it's like how can i cheese this <laughs> what can how can i make set this up to be as easy as i mean obviously the first thing you can do is just character picks where you just be like i'm going to be a character that i'm good at i mean i'm going to make a the cpu a character with really bad recovery <laughs> you know that kind of thing just give yourself as much advantage as possible but you know then you could go into full cheese and be like no, I don't think any of those achievements make any specification about items. So it's just like, oh, right. what item can yeah. I use to cheese this to the maximum extent possible? Make that the only item that spawns, and then <laughs> exploit the CPUs that way. Bombs. <laughs> That's far too risky. Only because I'm constantly pushing buttons. That's the number one way that I die, punching something explosive <laughs> instead of picking it up. <laughs> I was definitely thinking that you might be able to cheese CPUs by using, like, have only fake Smash Balls and just shoot them from Mars away. Oh, that would be quite fun. Because <laughs> that explosion is quite large, but mm. if you could avoid getting caught in it and just snipe it onto the CPU, you might be able to do quite a lot of damage that way. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know how legitimately I'm going to try and do those achievements. Some of them seem easier than others. Because there is like what is what is probably the final achievement where it's like beat a level nine CPU in a goddamn regular ass game by three stocks, and I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. that's, that's pretty. <laughs> Got to go cheese central on that one. Yep, just get your jigglypuff rests off. Well, I feel like I feel like maybe there is a way, maybe there is a generic way to get through this, which is. Every time I've played against, even in like spirits or whatever, as I was going through the adventure, anytime you're on the normal version of the Street Fighter level where it has those two little platforms off on the side, mm-hmm. the CPU are so bad at dealing with that. They just really... constantly suicide down the hole in the middle. <laughs> and I'm okay. like, maybe I could just get away with just like stand on that platform and just wait for the AI to kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> 
Use Incineroar. I mean, not use Incineroar. Make the CPU the Incineroar. Even more likely that they're going to fuck that up because his recovery is terrible. Or not terrible, but difficult. Mm. It was the same thing that happened when I had to do the kill three enemies in Cruel Smash. The old classic problem. How do you uh, cheese yeah, that? Yeah. That's a bastard. The, the answer is because the enemies are me fighters and they have bad recoveries. Just lure them to the edge of the stage and try and make them jump out far enough that you can quickly hit them a little further and then they can't recover. Hmm. <laughs> I used Kirby for that. Lots of jumps. Just hover out there and lure them off. <laughs> and then use his up B to smash them downwards, spike them. It was actually quite easy to get free kills on that. <laughs> hmm. Surprisingly, I thought it was going to be much more of a trouble. Me fighters are bad <laughs> at recovering. Yeah, not even really dived into that stuff. No. Time. It's just there. I'm kind of disappointed they don't have a classic mode. They don't have a classic mode run for the Mii Fighters. Oh, do they not? No. Oh, that's weird. I thought they might have had three. Yeah, exactly. One for each style. And it's also annoying because that means that's three more spirits you have to buy because they have fighter spirits. Right. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait, they don't exist in classic mode, so I guess I have to look out for them in store. <laughs> All-Star mode's back as well, isn't it? Yeah. Or so... oh, oh, for what? Not really, I guess. It's not really All-Star mode any longer. Oh, is it not? How does it work? It's just like a mob smash where basically the, all the characters just spawn in one after another. Oh, so it doesn't stop. Like no. It it's just like survive as long as you can and okay. the enemies just keep coming. And I, I, I played that only long enough to get the achievement related to it, which wasn't even close to anywhere. Getting the whole lot. Yeah, I was like thirty characters through. Because that used to be All Star used to be like the third trophy or something. Yeah, the third pillar of yeah. going through long things with every character. Hmm. <laughs> well, at least there's none of the ridiculous, uh, bad target smash games. <laughs> But there's no target smash games, though. That's yeah. the problem. Break the targets. God, I, yeah, I was thinking about it when I was playing this. I was like, I mean, home run contest is like that's just free, right? There's absolutely no effort you have to put into that. <laughs> Literally, just a platform, a sandbag, a home run bat, and an infinitely scrolling background. <laughs> that's it. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have taken much to bring that in. And then Target Smash, I mean, I wouldn't have even been disappointed if they'd only brought back in... I mean, Break the Targets, not Target Smash, I guess. I wouldn't have even been disappointed if they brought in the exact same levels from Melee. Because those were good. It's like they were specifically designed for each character. and They used the character's skills to make a thing where you had to learn how to do the character yeah, things. Yeah, they, they were useful in terms of figuring out what the, how the character behaved. It's like that, because it forced you to... That's like, actually a ingenious way of tutorializing yeah, right they probably was, should have brought that back they, those were really good because they were in the first smash as well i think yeah i think they were classic mode i don't think they were quite as well done as in melee's one but yeah it was just like bring those back and again not that much effort right because it's just like it's not you might as well those blocks might as well have been unchecked <laughs> they were just <laughs> blocks cool. floating in space yeah. <laughs> and i'm sure you could fancy another bit more but you don't have to use your polygonal background you have for your credit sequence yeah exactly or the 
black hole thing <laughs> in classic. Oh, right, yeah. Those generic ass blocks that yeah. they already have. But, you know, there's still hope they could do that at random. I guess. But probably not. We still don't know what the other four DLC characters are. No, we still haven't got to the first one. We haven't even got to Piranha Plant yet, although no. now, now that you, you can, now that they've made their announcement about your time is running out to register your Piranha Plant code, and now you actually can buy the Fighter Pass, I think. Right. Oh, you weren't able to buy it before? No, it wasn't even on the store until, I think, now. Oh, I think they've just, just put it up. Even after they said, please trust us. Yeah. <laughs> trust us get the season pass well I mean it's better that the season pass wasn't out before or at the same time as the game I guess, I guess. make it look a little yeah. bit better by having it have an after release yeah <laughs> even though everyone knows about it <coughs> so I guess I might have to buy that I suppose I mean I'm a little tempted but we'll see we'll see where it goes Hopefully they'll start announcing a few more of the people from it. No, but... they're not gonna. It's gonna come up one at a time. Yeah. You're not even gonna know what the next one is until after Joker is actually out, probably. Well, or maybe slightly before. I <laughs> I'll mean, give them that much. That, that, I mean, Joker's probably not gonna be out until March, I reckon, because Piranha Plant's not gonna be around until February. February. Yeah. Like, so they say. Yeah. At what point in February? They, they haven't really said. But... And then it'll be. Then... Once Joker hits, you know, and well, Piranha Plant first, but to more, more of an extent, Joker, it'll be the interest of like, how does this all fit into the character select and level select screens and all that stuff. <laughs> the levels, maybe. We want to see if they are going to fill in those holes. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they probably will. Because <laughs> what we, oh, well, Piranha Plant, we don't think there's going to be another stage, no. at least. But the, the, you know, there's at least five more stages coming. But the trouble, the problem with Piranha Plant and the other five characters is like, that doesn't even fit onto the character select screen in a logical way. Like it's gonna make a whole new line. <laughs> It'll just get even smaller. Yeah, I guess. I'll tell you one thing I did with Smash. Yeah. Like, that that I actually used my switch in an advert appropriate way. You was, sat on a bench in a park. I was on a train <laughs> yesterday Close. on the way back from land and and uh me and my mate Sprig, we got the Joy Cons. Oh shit, turned, you did one we each. Took, we turned them sideways. Holy crap. And we played Smash on the train. <laughs> Did Sweet. you have the grips? We did not have the grips. Oh! And then had the little, little extra bits. Um, but it was actually quite effective, other than that screen being super tiny yeah, for Smash. Naturally. Like, they didn't quite work out. Um, you know, sort of like craning your neck in and being like, yeah, this is a little bit uncomfortable after half an hour. <laughs> uh, but yeah, <laughs> I did. I Thank you, Nintendo. I did your ad. <laughs> and it was okay. If only the trains like had a slightly higher tray. Yeah, that's that is the real main problem. It's like it's not so bad that the screen is just tiny; it's getting it to like eye level. Yeah, you wish you could put it that high up. Yes, I guess. I guess though you can. I'm not 100 percent sure. Smash is the game to actually use it that way. It's just too tiny. Yes. It's, could not it's, like, it's probably all right for single player where you know where your character is. Yeah, and you know when you're playing it like that single player anyway, you're holding it. You're probably playing it handheld, proper handheld style anyway. Well, yeah, yes. Although, as I said about my playing, my using the switch in the not quite so advert appropriate way of 
unlocking it and playing a quick round while something on my PC is loading. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I do that quite a bit, actually. Just have it like undocked and play it handheld around the house. Like, just or more actually go and visit the adventure mode stuff. Like, oh, I need to get people out of the gym. <laughs> Cycle the gym. Yeah. But yeah, when I was doing that, like, I can play it like this, but I'm clearly not as good with these controls as I am with a GameCube controller, so I can't do anything serious. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. can only do shitty spirits, yeah. not, like, legends. I don't, <laughs> I don't play... I don't think I play that much worse than I normally do, but that's because I'm not very good. But it's just... <laughs> Um, but I do play better with a cute controller for sure. But it's, uh, but I don't think I'm, I'm that much. I'm, not, I'm handicapped too much. I think weirdly, the thing I forget when I'm playing handheld mode, and this is stupid because they're laid out exactly the same as the cube controller with my like after I change the settings, is for some reason I keep hitting the wrong one of the uh, the triggers at the top and like doing throw when I just want shield and vice versa. Like, I don't know what the, hmm. I don't know why I do that. It's stupid. It's like they are in the right place. <laughs> it's just. Just I'm a bit of a numpty. So you done? I guess. Something plans, man. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Okay. Because we've done that. What are you going to talk about? We played co-op classic, right? We did play co-op classic, yeah. Which is kind of fun. Yep. It's weird that it lets you pick any character you want. Yes, that was weird. But, but we were like, let's do this legit and pick yeah. characters that logically make sense to go with the other character. Or the same character when that doesn't... When yeah, or the same character twice, if, if not applicable. Yeah. Like Snake. It's kind of a fun way to play it, but I do wish there's, like... Uh, is there a way of skipping that credit sequence because it's too long? I don't know. I've never tried because I want the stuff. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care enough, I don't think... Oh yeah, speaking of that, another thing that's maybe to mention about that, it does seem that you maybe get the spirits that you get at the end of Classic Mode are maybe deliberately the ones that you use to summon. Oh, weird. Like I've been, when I've, even though I've already done all the summoning, when I've been finishing going through characters, it's like, oh yeah, that, it's those characters that you need to make that spirit. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should have done this. Huh, weird. <laughs> so, you know, if you want to, get those summons done. Maybe playing through classic mode is a way to get some of those spirits easier. So can you earn dupes by doing that character's classic multiple times? I don't know, because I've never done one twice. Right, yeah. Or a part, well, I did because I did Mario, but I wasn't paying enough attention to, to know whether you get the same spirits. Fair enough. Imagine you must be able to, right, because you can buy them. Yeah. That's weird. I haven't engaged with that summon system at all. I haven't got enough dupes. Like, yeah, I, I did eventually like... give up on the plan of duping everything and then and then summoning. I just summoned everything and was like, maybe I can get them all back. It turns out I think I I did get them all back, I guess, apart from two. Because according to the stats, and this is the awkward thing that you can't really tell by the spirits list, because it mm. just tells you whether you've had them or not, not whether you currently have them. Oh, okay. So I could only tell by looking at the stats page where it's like spirits obtained 232, spirits you currently have 230. And I'm like, fuck, that means I'm missing two, but I'm never going to be able to know which two because mm. it's not actually, it doesn't tell you anywhere. So at least like if you've had a spirit, you've got it unlocked in that sort of like list. Forever. In the list, yeah. Oh, that's okay then. But I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, not for use. Then. Yeah. Because there are so many that are just the same. same. Yeah. yeah. Or irrelevant. Yeah. Who uh, cares about a one star? Or a two star, or a three star. <laughs> Who cares about any of them? I mean, only I'm, legendaries. I mean, I'm in the position where I only have like a legendary or two legendaries still, because they're 
hard to beat and crazy expensive. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's, that's interesting to know. So I've been still just spending the majority of my time cracking through Red Dead. God damn it. <laughs> like, it's I'm, a long game. I mean, I'm in the epilogue. And like it's which is hard to talk about without getting into super spoiler territory. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I got and um, I've got some weird. I don't know quite. My thoughts are muddled on it as they have been throughout the entire journey. Yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. Um. A little bit, and it's like I do think things did come together relatively well at the yep. end of the main story. I suppose yeah. definitely not as well as original Red Dead. Let's no. Put it that way, like it doesn't doesn't have that weight. Um. Or any of that classic. I mean, it just, in a weird way, it felt like it just sort of ended. <laughs> like, it's got that sort of problem. It's got more like, epilogue, though, than, than the original Red Dead. Like, the original Red much, Dead had yeah. this, t- uh, this tiny epilogue, which was a bit sad, really. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And this has a lot more to it. it. And it's clearly like this is the setup for the original Red Dead, right? And, yeah, of and course. Like, this is the way Prequel this is playing lighters, out. And, but yeah. But it's. I mean, the whole game was that, I suppose. Yeah. This is even even more that way. Um, so I guess you can infer quite a bit from that sentence, I, I guess. Um, but I am sort of weirdly enjoying this karma yeah. experience. Definitely. It's a bit of a relief after, yeah. like I said, it's bleak, right? <laughs> it's pretty bleak. Yeah, it gets bad. It gets real bad. Things go sour. Lots of people die and... Treachery, foot, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but it is kind of you know it's 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 probably where some of the at least dramatic moments are at their best. Yeah, um, that you know it does seem to be saved somewhat towards the end. Um, uh, yeah, because yeah, when the... you're in the middle, thinking like look, thinking back to your previous podcast, it's like when's the story going to happen? Like <laughs> I'll be playing yeah. for like forty hours. What's going? <laughs> And then it's it does happen. Because I honestly don't know how I feel about it. Because like the whole point is the gradual decline. Mm. The whole there's the whole thing about this game is the descent into madness and how slowly it happens and how it's not all that noticeable in a weird but, way, right? It's yeah. like and it's and, and and you're right, actually, like as a player, I think they got that came across. It's like I'm mm. sitting there think, spending a lot of the time thinking, Oh, is this really changing? Well, it is. I suppose it is quite different from mm. the start, actually. Actually, yeah, yeah, and it's not just the being bludgeoned around it, around the head with Arthur's views on things. It's like just the the feeling of the world has like has modified, shifted. Yeah, like you know, the area you end up towards the end of the campaign like is a pain in the ass. Actually. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's not very and nice. And then that kind of adds to it all, and it works. It's like you should not do level three hunting in that last area. I'm just saying because your things on the back of your horse are going to get shot to hell all the goddamn time. Right. It's a waste of time. Don't do level three hunting um, at that point in the game. Um, yeah, the final kind of gang that you have to watch out for in that area are just not. I mean, very they're right nice next to your base. Yeah, most of the ambushing you most of the, just as you're like whenever you Bastards. go go back to camp, it's like they'll be right there. And they're the worst ambushes as well because they're really like tight in, aren't they? Like it's yeah. of, quite claustrophobic. They'll, they'll come right up to your horse as well. There'll be like a guy holding it, and it's like, well, I've got to shoot you first. Yeah, so it gets yeah, it gets rough. Um, but as I say, this this epilogue so far has been has been fun. I like mm. it. 
like to sort of like I, I assume it's that even that's going to go more sour than what yeah, it is. You know where it's right going. now it has yeah. to be, it has yeah. to. But it's uh, but it's still cool. Um, yeah, it, it's very satisfying. Um, if if, if nothing else, though, like the, these ending bits have been where the game's glitchiness has really come out, though. Like even more, like I had there was a couple of cutscenes during the very last sequence where the performance dropped massively. Right. Did it tank? Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it was that it had gone like 15 frames or maybe even down to seven, but boy, was it bad. Admittedly, it was like only that during some of the cutscenes. Like, the actual gameplay still seemed fine. Right. But there's just a couple of moments where it's just like, this doesn't look like what, uh, oh God, <laughs> like what's going on? Right. Yeah. Um, and a couple of like, T-pose animations happen on me at times as well, which is kind of funny. But just like, okay, that's not supposed to happen. Um, I had one where there was like a dramatic eagle or vulture or something in the background that like started flapping its wings as if to take away the perfectly on time and then froze and just sort of hung out for a bit with its wings. <laughs> it's just like, okay, <laughs> that's not, that's clearly not supposed to happen. Um. And I think I had one of those, like, do you remember, like, years and years ago where I talked about an odd, what I assumed was a multi-threading glitch that happened in Codemasters Grid? Like, where the game would sort of, like, pause up every now and then, but not in a sort of, like, hard hitch. Um, exactly. You know, like, bits of the world would still be running while other bits stopped. I've had that a couple of times. Um, yeah, where clearly some process has, has hung for a section longer than it should have done. Um, some animation routine or something. Uh, yeah, so it's been not not great in terms of the stability, let's put it that way. Um, uh, but even if the content is better <laughs> now. So yeah, it's still, you know, still still got the draw, still want to keep going. Like, even however God, God knows how many hours in. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like yeah, because like I was saying, it's like you want to see it. you want to see how it turns out. Uh, after a certain yeah. point, you're like, I've got to make it through to the end. And now you're like, oh, now I've got to make. Now it's a bit sunny. <laughs> Rob has to make it through to the end for a different reason than necessarily yeah. wanting to see anything about the game. Yeah, yeah but this one he does OCD, want to. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I do, I do, I do want to finish it. It's like I don't think at any point during this, it's like I've been actively unhappy with my experience. It's like there are frustrating things about it and i still think mm. these games should be better from a gameplay perspective yeah like Me- you know you don't need as much content as there is in this thing guys like there is so so much in it like perhaps cut back a third and yeah. make the, the rest of the game better and you'll still be onto a winner i still um, think it's it's like they get they just get con- constantly better at the stuff that they're good at to the point where they're way ahead of everyone else but they don't actually improve the things they're not good at yeah so it becomes yeah, like a bit extreme absolutely it's it's, it's... oh man like I'm, I'm probably gonna have to talk about some of the stuff but there is there has been one shot in this epilogue where i'm like oh like there's a specific yep. pose at one particular point where you're like oh i see what you did there that's awesome <laughs> It's a few moments. I th- I thought it was a little heavy-handed. You'll get this with the soundtrack, where it was like, "Ah, uh, okay, the theme is coming back uh, quite a bit." <laughs> like, uh, you're talking about the "Cruel, Cruel World" song. <laughs> oh, have you got to that part? Yeah, I did that whole ride. All oh, right, that was good. 
I like that. That's or, my favorite. Oh, like I said, there's three times the, the that montage it happens, right? bits are cool as and, well. And and that and, bit yeah. is the best. That's the best one. And it's Willie Nelson as well. So for me, that was like musical moment thing. But I think it's, I, it's a shame sometimes during those sequences you're not doing anything, right? No, that one literally just, just says, "Turn yeah. on cinematic camera and sit back." Yeah, because they don't want you picking your flower and fucking it all up. Well, <laughs> the thing is, well, this is one of the things. Yeah. Like that game is this game has scaled back so much on the herbalist stuff. <laughs> oh, it has. Yeah, that was the one thing that fucked you. I mean, there just yeah. aren't that many flowers. They were on they the map they in the original yeah. game, weren't they? They were everywhere. You actually have to be actively looking for them, and they're, they're quite, quite hard, hard to, to see yeah. with your eyes, like unless you're using what that eagle vision or whatever it is. Assassin's Creed mode. Oh yeah, like, unless you're using that all the time. So uh, it's it, yeah. it it is cool. I think it has got better, even if glitchiness and weird. So yeah, I'm just enjoying this epilogue. This epilogue is cool. But I don't mean just cool, cool world. Although that is my favourite bit. Um, but I mean the actual theme from Red Dead. Oh, what the stand unshaken yeah. thing? No, the the from the original. Like, uh, it doesn't have an. It probably has a name, but the. the I don't know. It, oh, just, it yes, comes back with mean. the trumpets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mexican trumpets come back, and it's like yeah, I yeah, yeah. I've def- I think I've heard that once. Um, like when you're doing your thing at the yeah. ranch or whatever during the epilogue, it's like yeah, it's like da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, cool though. Yeah. Yeah, get through. Get the 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 final ending. Ending is very dramatic and awesome. So great. Yeah, look needs. forward. Yeah. Look forward. It's just a shame that you spend all that. Uh, well, yeah, spoilers. But you knew this was coming if you played any of it. You spend all this time as Arthur, and yeah. the way that main story finishes feels a bit whimpery. That that is that's the yeah. biggest bummer of the game so far for me. I think it's like I wanted that to be slightly better than it was. Or yeah. slightly more dramatic, or slightly more meaningful. I guess I always knew it was going to end this way. Yeah, but I felt like it was a bit more of a bang to the point where Gnome was in the room as well, and it's like, well, that wasn't quite the blaze of glory you were hoping for. No, it's, it's, it's not. Like... <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's good uh, overall. After you get the blaze of glory stuff in the end, uh, or whatever, not blaze of glory, but you know, blazing and glory involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I know what you mean. I I'm not that keen on that stand that unshaken song which then gets repri- uh, reprised right at, at the end of the, yeah the oh yeah I, I, I quite I like it, okay, I, think it but... I, think, I think it's appropriate to arthur and what's going on and it's yeah. like it's 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 uh, yeah i do like that yeah i i watched back at the um original teaser trailer for red dead 2 and uh, the quote in that the main quote in that because it's just music and like seeing scenes a bit but the quote in that is like you know when the time comes you better run and don't look back this is over and that's Mm. the original quote from the original and it's like wow that's like a really key moment in a super late game yeah Yeah. super late game moment yeah that's not spoilers of course because that was in the original teaser trailer but it's like you look back it's like wow yeah I guess actually quite a lot from those those trailers actually does happen quite a way into the game, thinking about it. Yeah. There's not much in that that happens early on. I suppose one of the train robberies is fairly early on, but mm. that they used in the trailers. But yeah, yeah, like when I first was seeing the original trailers, it seemed like the train robbery would be the first thing that happens in the game. But it's not. It's not I mean, there is one. It's not immediate. Like, yeah, it's, it's, but, but yeah, yeah, it's reasonably early. Yeah. 
I mean, in the grand scheme of the game, yeah, it's yeah, early. it's pretty early, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it remains a hella impressive please try harder message, I guess. Like it's it's uh, I, it's such a weird thing. It's like yeah, super impressive in so many ways, but like you can't help but think like they need to do work on it still. It's, like it's weird. Like, it's it's just strange. Um, I still wonder whether after all these years, I still wonder from Grand Theft Auto 4, I still wonder whether the physics and animation is actually hamstringing the gameplay or whether it can be made to work together. Do you know what I mean? Maybe they're sacrificing mm. the gameplay on purpose, but why would you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, how much of it did you have you tried in like first-person view? I haven't. I didn't use it. Right, so I've used it on occasion just to see what it was like. And sure enough, it is snappier. Right. Because like it doesn't the, the have move, to bother with the your character. Yeah, it's not doing. You're not like animation bound in your movement and things like that. It's right. a lot more. It's not quite a one to one thing. Like it doesn't. It isn't just the the third person mode mapped into first person or whatever. It does behave differently. Um. So, like, I, but I haven't really done a huge amount in that in that viewpoint. So, I'm, a bit of me is wondering if I should just do some of this stuff that I'm doing right now and just do it like that. Have a gunfight, like a bigger gunfight, like that. in that way. And, and see how it how it how it turns out. Because I think this could be fixed. I've seen some videos of some people doing animation work, like recently. I can't remember what the game studio was or whatever. But basically, the guy was working on procedural, like physical, skeletal animation of characters, but still like instant response right so it's like the mm. the system is like almost machine learning has been done and it, they start out with the characters like falling over constantly and stuff but they train it up so that the you know it can move realistically even though obviously the actual input is completely digital does that sure. make any sense but basically like you're you're just moving the 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 stick left and right or whatever and the character is changing direction really really quickly but it looks like they're doing like it's a tennis player and it like like when that happens it immediately shifts the weight and presses against you know where it's changing direction so it kind of smooths it over so it's like a combination thing where it's you're not sacrificing the uh uh the snappiness of it so much as i think has been I don't know I mean, if that makes any of, sense. Maybe some of the trick is just like you want to see, like as, as you said there, when the weight shifting, like you, the actual yeah. effect might not be immediate, but you want like the actual movement to the left, for instance, might not be immediate. No. But you just want to see your character react to that input. Yeah. Like a bit more. A bit more. Yeah. Which, is, which more. is something Red Dead does suffer with. It's like one of the biggest problems I have with like with its controls is like um, just the act of getting out your gun sometimes just doesn't feel like it works. It's like if I've done something and I'm for some, my guns are holstered for some reason, then a gunfight breaks out. The thing I struggle with the most is just getting my gun out. Like I, I tap R1 oh, really? instinctively, and that doesn't always work. Hmm. So I try the like the, the that wave thing I explained like when we when I first started playing it, where you can sort of warp over the like R1 and R2 oh, I remember, yeah. immediately go to it. And that doesn't work either half the time. It's like the only thing that seems consistent is go to the R1 menu and pick a gun. Right. That's and what I like, would do, not, but I didn't realise. Yeah, it, it does. ruins the flow of the moment. It's there's just not enough buttons on that controller for that game. Really. <laughs> well, in that scenario, the bloody just tapping R one should just cock in work. Should just work, yeah, yeah. 
And it makes it so you don't feel fully confident in what's going on. That's yeah, I, I don't think I've, and I still don't really get on with the the 100% feel like I figured out the um, the draws, the quick hmm. draw. Oh no, like there, I never there, figured there was... that in the original game. To be to be fair, no. Oh, the original game I like felt a little more obtuse, but like now it's like it's the surprise of it in this game. Like it just goes, there's a draw happening, and you're like, sorry, what? What? Oh, I'm dead. Wait, okay. what? Yeah. Oh. Um, it's like it's not even set up. Like there's a draw happening. It's just like it's just somebody says go. And it's like, sorry, what? <laughs> and then, and then, then, then you're, then you're screwed because you've got to go think about, you've got to think about it too much. I have um, liked skipping ahead, but playing Spider Man, I have liked in the tutorial sections where, when it slows down the gameplay to give you a tutorial tip, if you don't do it in time, it'll just, I'll shot it, it'll just pause <laughs> and just oh, forever yeah, yeah. until you do it, <laughs> which is quite good because Red Dead won't do that, will it? If no, you miss the, it never does that. if you miss the prompt, that's it. Yeah, it's like, please do this. Please, please learn from it. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about Spider Man. I'm, I'm pretty uh, much done. There's nothing else to really cover. Fair enough. Well, we'll talk about the the end ending, I guess. Not well. We won't be able to with spoilers, but we'll talk about what, what it, how it feels. <laughs> Maybe uh, we end a sorry. podcast with like a spoilerific mode or something. <laughs> then... Counter spoiler mode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've uh, been playing Spider Man. Um. Which you've played through, right? Yeah. 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 yeah it's I've, really I've... good. Uh, it's um, really fun. <laughs> I could yeah, see that I it's mean, not. That's the thing. It's actually like a higher kind of quality than I kind of expected. But it's just a lot of it's just a lot of fun. It has a lot of like derivative elements, but I think it's got enough that's like you know um, kind of novel that 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 I'm pretty pleased with it. And I just like. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty... as soon as you start putting it on paper, really, it's like, oh, you went all in on the Batman take, right? Yeah, but that's <laughs> like, fine. I think so that's kind of what I expected from it. Was like, okay, well, it's they just ripped that stuff off from Batman, but which is one of the best games of console games for you know past ten years or whatever. Mm. Uh, and um, but like with the combat, like do Batman combat fine, but just make it more agile and Spider Man y. And that's exactly what they've done to yeah, really good results. Yeah, make it faster. Make it faster and bigger field and Yeah. And food. flipping around and, and all of that. And, and weirdly more capable. You know, that's the other thing. It's like you're you're a lot more capable, I think, than Batman is in those scenarios because guns aren't so much of a problem and that kind of Yeah, and... That's true. Because in Batman, like uh, you you get fucked up by the guns quite quickly. Yeah, whereas the in guns this, a big you, deal. Yeah. Spider Man's a bit more light. Uh, I would say just in general, it's quite a kind of light game, but still it's, it's like the story stuff is, and the cutscenes are really well done, even though it's like a light, it's That's not incredible. It, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's not a God of war or whatever kind of, kind of epic time of thing. It's a, it's much more comic booky, but it's perfect because it's Spider-Man and it feels more like Spider-Man than any of the films have for me, I think. Okay. Um, uh, it's much more like a comic book Spider-Man. Uh, with the quippiness and stuff, that I, I, that's really cool, and I like that it has so many, you know, of the of the rogues gallery in there. Even if they, you know, it's a bit inconsistent, like you said, where some of them he's been, uh, you know, taken to the cleaners for years, and some of them he doesn't mm. even know they exist, or <laughs> right, like uh, Doc Ock and stuff, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Well, the, 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 yeah. The timeline is a bit is a bit strange. Yeah. You, but that's cool compared, compared to what you used to. But that's the whole thing with this yeah. game. It's like it's it's it is the traditional Spider-Man. Yeah. But it is twisted enough that mm. you don't necessarily expect what's coming in some of the stuff. And it's like all all some of the elements. You're just like, oh, you did that to them. Yeah. Okay. That's new. 
I mean, it does have like compared to fully classic Spider-Man. Like, I don't really know how Spider-Man has evolved in the comics. I should probably read some new ones, but like, or has been rebooted a billion times. I don't know. Exactly. (laughs) It like he it suffers a little bit from like the same as the films where he's a little bit too good looking to be Peter Parker. You know? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Uh, Yeah, or a little bit too cool. Or but uh, I mean, he always had the. uh, um, because that was it. He was like a super nerd or whatever. But then he became mm. like not only when he was in the Spider-Man did he become super powerful and stuff. He also became like a wisecracking guy, which he wouldn't have been outside of that. Whereas I think sure. that Peter Parker here is just he's just quite a funny dude, just in general. <laughs> mm. Uh, but he does have the scientist aspect. Like at least he's doing like the research and stuff. Although those mini games are, yeah, like you say, it's a, a bit of a bioshock feel where it's like why am i playing pipe dream up in my awesome game yeah um, i mean they they do get a little more advanced eventually those games but like really eventually i guess like yeah. towards the end and, and it's yeah. not they're still not that complex yeah it's, um, so i i really like I, I really like the swinging i think it is really good um the only thing that uh, i don't like about it is which i don't know if they could have I know, understand why, but like, I wonder if they could have changed it with difficulty levels or something. Because basically, you can die in combat perfectly fine, especially uh, you know on the normal or hard difficulty. I'm playing on whatever the standard one, amazing. Yeah, so 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 was I. Um, um, But in with the swinging, there's there's no way to wipe out. Right, (laughs) you can't actually fail. Which is no, I, mean, I, don't, I don't, you, you can't slam into the side of a building, building like, and, and, and just be, yeah. And, yeah, you can't, you can't be the the, yeah. the fly on the wall kind of thing. And you right. can fall from any height and land. It would just with, land, no, yeah, and just yeah. land. And and I kind of would like a mode where you can fail, uh, just to make it, you know, a bit more consequential because i don't like i would rather in some cases i would rather if i went splat into the side of building that i did go splat and restarted a few seconds earlier than it then like the craziness that happens when it tries to compensate where you go running like along the side of the building and yeah yeah when you suddenly realize oh i can just hold right trigger and i'll just spaz all over this city it's kind of a (laughs) (laughs) sorry but it's got i don't like that i I like the proper swinging and i I, actually i would i was thinking i quite like a mode where i could like left trigger right trigger it and it actually did each you know so you had to choose which side uh you swing from or whatever yeah, oh, I know okay. that wouldn't. Right, I know yeah. that wouldn't work with controls, but I quite like a little tweak on it where you had to actually that part of it was choosing which way to to grab. I mean, it's, yeah, it has at times, especially when you're in a hurry, got a little bit of the the old hold right trigger to free run in Assassin's yeah, Creed. Yeah, in Assassin's problem, Creed thing, where problem. it just it just exactly. decides what to do, and you're like, no, 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 I don't, I didn't want. Yeah, oh. yeah exactly. <laughs> so a little bit less of that. I would have appreciated, or at least, but I understand why it's there. It's like the combat is like, I think anyone could get used to it. It's more standard. Whereas this, it's like, if someone couldn't, didn't, couldn't do it, they just wouldn't be able to play the game. Right. Mm. And then, so they compensate by that by making it so you can't really fail at it. Um, but I think it would have been fun if you did go splat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they would deal that way, but that would just be like you'd a, a, like a, a little bit of delay. Like if you hit a wall at a wrong angle, you go Ugh! like, and you, you you don't necessarily get hurt or die or anything like that. But you're just sort of like, okay, that's put me off rhythm or something. Yeah, it's ruined, something like it's ruined that. Ruined the flow. Yeah, um, I think I'd prefer that to sort of trying to adapt 
the flow. Or maybe like yeah, have have a button to actively like oh, I'm hitting a building, therefore I need to actually say run. Like you know something about the land on the building makes you go boom, and then like you're being yeah. active in it, and it's yeah, maybe, maybe a little something like that. See, I'm surprised you didn't go the other direction where it's like. I thought you were going to make like a physics claim and be like, "Oh, it'd be nice if the swinging didn't just go the direction I was pushing." Well, I, or like I was swinging, swinging. Yeah. Well, actually, I found that if I wanted to swing around the side of a building, I could, and it felt fine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah, it, but and it didn't like, feel wrong. So but you have to sort of do that, right? It's yeah, like you, you have to do it. The swing, hold the swing, and because you're yeah. on the corner of a building, the line goes round. Yeah, it's... I think it would be nice if you had to compensate a little bit and you didn't just go in a dead straight line. Mm. Um, I think that would have made it a little more interesting. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, but it, the the mechanics of it are there, and the the you know the the main the good parts of it are there. It would just need a tiny bit of tweaking to make it more hardcore. And I understand why they didn't do that. Mm. You know, they were trying to hit this target of like super accessible, but also having some and know, still fun, feels good, fun feeling yeah. and feeling good to it. And I like the kind of point launch stuff. That's kind of cool. And the, yeah, the, the, oh yeah, when you get that and... that power is, is is cool as well. When you start upgrading it and uh, yeah, and things like that. And it's yeah. um, it's it's the uh, the thing that sort of I mean, I'm not alone in this. I heard I've heard this from a couple of places where there there are certain traversal animations that I don't think I knew existed or saw mm. until I hit something at a very specific angle, and angle, you're just like, right. oh, that's different. I didn't I haven't seen him do that before, mm. and it's like, and, that, and that kind of lingered for quite a good portion of the game where it's just like just something happened randomly, and it's like, oh, they actually thought of that and put an animation in. It's like that's cool. Yeah. The city is nice. I mean, it's fun to swing through. It's a bit weird if you know New York geography, obviously, because it like cuts off really bizarrely at the top. Um, but um, and it, obviously it's condensed. But I think it, it looks pretty good. I, I quite like. I don't mind the compromise they made with the lighting, where you know the the time of day is tied to the story. I think that works quite well. Oh yeah, that um, stuff's pretty great. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how it works post game actually, because like, like if I wanted to do something at a specific time of the day, how do I choose that? Well, I, I did have to do after finishing the story to. I had to, to do one kind of uh, what's it like lab research station where I had to swing through Times Square and it needed to be at night for the adverts. Oh yeah, yeah, and so, then it does the tra- and it does a transition, but yeah, like, but that's it's always out of your control. And it's, yeah, like, I've, it's I've never I've control. never come across like if I'm in the post game, for instance, and I just want to mop up crimes. I don't it's know. Like, what if I yeah. what if I wanted to do do these at night rather than the current time? It's yeah. like uh yeah, I don't I don't know how I would that. choose that once you've finished the game. But yeah, I, obviously you maybe you don't. Far. Maybe that's just not a thing. Well cool. Yeah. And yeah, I it took me a little while to get um there's a lot of options in the combat which is good. Like uh, I think there's actually more stuff to it than the Batman combat, but maybe a little bit less finesse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. But, like you don't have to use you don't have the same drive that you do in Batman to use everything you have because exactly. yeah. Because there are a lot of things that aren't always all that useful. Yeah, you can get away with using only about half your moveset in Spider Man, can't you, if you if you want oh, to. Yeah. But but it's kind of and then you have to keep going back to the moves menu to remind yourself, Oh yeah, I should probably be I can like, do that thing. Yeah. Throwing someone up in the air and then slamming them into the ground. And then it's <laughs> or whatever the move is that I always forget. Um yeah, the the air throw later on especially becomes somewhat useful right. for specific enemy types and things yeah. like that. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I like. I think, 
I think I've explained it before. I think that like most enemies, there are a puzzle. Like some of them, you can just mash against, right? Fine, do it. Yeah. But there are there are definitely a few where it's like there is an approach to them. Yeah, there's a way to do these guys, and it, yeah. and it, and it forces you to use your repertoire, which is cool. like okay, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Or just certain cool moments where it's like, oh, actually, in this particular circumstance, if I just jump against the wall, if I dodge against a wall and then hit him from a different angle, it's like, oh, that's actually really cool because now it puts me in a nice position. Yeah. And it's like just the ability to do all of that stuff on the fly is 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 neat. Even if you do it accidentally, it's still neat. It's still yeah. looks good. <laughs> I have to say, I've done quite a few cool things accidentally. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. That's okay. I mean, it's just a i like the tone of it it's really fun and it's bright and and like spider mechanic- cop mechanically good yeah i like all that stupid stuff that's really comic booky and awesome um there's, uh, a, there's a really good reason why that all plays well as well the whole um yuri and spider-man thing is like i realized this i might have mentioned this before but those two actors are i think they're married in real life Oh right. Oh, okay. So, and, and and I think the male actor is actually called Yuri, which is somewhat confusing. Oh, weird. So it's, <laughs> it's like yeah, like their names are reversed and they're doing a thing, but it's like yeah, they clearly have. There's there's a really decent actor chemistry there, and it's it's awesome. Yeah, that that's good. I mean, all of the acting that well going so far. I mean, obviously it's quite a basic stuff, but the scenes are quite good. I like Aunt May. I like there is some chemistry. I think definitely between the. Even though it's all animated between Peter Parker and and MJ, mm, yeah, no, that's, that's that stuff's all really well done as well. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of I don't necessarily buy into MJ's character ever in Spider Man, but I think, I think it this is, is one of the better MJs. It is, it like is. Her. Yeah, I think I think in a weird way, I think she gets less good as the game goes on, but like it's uh, in that sort of like oh forced relationship trouble kind of way, right? But, yeah. <laughs> because that's yeah. i don't know to me that some of that stuff in, in 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 like films and stuff like that just never feels particularly real it's just like this that seems like a snap decision okay yeah well, kind of thing. It's, it's comic books it's not exactly high literature yeah. is it it's not exactly i know i know Austin but it's Zimmer. like <laughs> yeah no I, I i just naturally find that kind of stuff frustrating because it's like yeah oh, i feel sorry for you now <laughs> yeah yeah you, you've made me feel things that aren't real <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, two thumbs fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the man from Typhoon is happy. Oh uh, yeah, play a bit. I, I even like the music. Like the the main theme is quite nice. Although yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's it's a bit it's, over the top ridiculous. How every time you go swinging through the city, it like <laughs> swells up insanely and then <laughs> and then just cuts like, out. I'm just catching a pigeon. Yeah, although the pigeon catching is quite fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I like, uh, oh, it's 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 weird. It's like it's actually. I think the pigeon catching might actually be kind of the one of the worst bits of animation because it's like. Oh they right, don't really, yeah, yeah. But I mean the actual, yeah, challenge of, of swing. Yeah, they, they don't really deal with it, do they? <laughs> just no, like oh, really. pigeon, pigeon suddenly disappeared. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've I've been tripped up by some of the um, quick time events, but that's mainly because I never had a PlayStation as a kid, so I still don't know where the buttons are. So I still have to look, <laughs> look at the right. controller every fucking time. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not too bad. Suddenly, uh, mash square—that's all you really need. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, there's some sequences, right? Like the one they showed at E3 with the the helicopter or whatever, where you mm. need to press certain things, and they don't even necessarily map to the normal button. 
like there's a bit where you need to throw fire webs and it says oh hit l1 you know l2 and r2 really quickly and it's like normally i'd hit r1 for that so oh, really I, yeah. I thought i thought those were normally pretty solid it's like the, yeah. the one like it's normally what l1 r1 if you're going to be doing like some of the rapid fire stuff they'll be like or just mash l1 a lot something like that and like when you're specifically grabbing something with a tether they do make the button prompts related to l2 and r2 just like the you know pull yourself to a thing i thought you know they they stayed mostly i can't really remember think of one that was totally out there yeah it was just an example but i had a couple of fails which is in dramatic moments where it's like oh that's annoying yeah but yeah, but they're not they're not too dissatisfying because like they know like a quick time. They I think modern game design at least has realized that like a quick time event is not like something that if someone fails, it's like okay, fine, but let's not make a big deal of this. Let's just take yeah. it back to right before that just happened. Yeah, yeah, and let you do it again. Yeah, which is why I was pretty glad. Like with the like quick draws in Red Dead, it's like every time you get one of those, it's like oh the, no, the 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 reload is literally right before the draw. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like as okay, it should cool. be. Yeah. Yeah. So don't waste my time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's not wasting my time. I'm having a great time, so it's really good. Yeah, it's uh, badass. I'm not. I, I'm not I, saying I have, it's. Have... It's like it would have changed my game of the year decisioning at all. Um, no, but... I think. Well, uh, uh, you know, I'm still still lined up to play God of War next. Then, yeah. You know, just to, just to try and cement those thoughts a little bit. But yeah, I think. I, it's it's yeah it's it's a ridiculously good game that is that, that like I think ended up being way better than anyone anticipated. Yeah. Um, although I am still annoyed with your trailers, I'm not I'm not letting you forget that Sony. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> still annoyed. Sony's with marketing in general for anything, including Spider Man, is just screwed. Whether it's games or films or or yeah, like they um apparently they had to they had a teaser trailer for um Spider Man the next Spider Man film. What's it called? Far from home or something? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, I haven't but, I haven't seen any of that. But yeah. But there, there's a problem, right? Because so Sony control the marketing for mm. it, uh, and they oh, wanted they? to put. I didn't yeah, realize that. Was yeah, they control the money, arrangement. the budget, and the marketing, and and like Marvel have creative control. There's some weird arrangement, um, but huh. they wanted to put out the trailer, and Marvel were like, "No, um, that makes it too obvious that Spider-Man doesn't." You know is resurrected from Thanos's um you know turning him into dust right oh right yeah, yeah. of course because it's because yeah, it's like, set after the timing infinity of it is... war yeah because it comes out in the summer so yeah so they've had to hold back all of it like it was well, stupid anyway we knew he was going to come back yeah. to these freaking spider man obviously like... i mean they killed all of the new characters like in <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in infinity war and left all of the ones that are due to retire alive hmm suspicious i wonder what's going to happen in the next movie <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah that is weird that is, i didn't realize it was quite that complicated yeah it's kind of a weird deal uh, they don't want to, because of course Sony are also trying to use the rest of their license that they still have full rights to to make things like Venom, right? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, you know, which is extra weird. Yeah, did well in China. That's all anyone wants. Well, apparently, like, well, that, that film apparently did very well everywhere. Hmm. 
despite the fact it's supposedly not that good. I didn't end up seeing it. I haven't really no. seen many films for a long time, which is a bit of a bad <laughs> surprisingly. Yeah, it's a bad thing. <clears throat> just time now is a is a bugger. It's like I can you know, I'm allowed to say I've started a new job now. <laughs> or have been that's been on the cards for a while and it's like that is screwing my time up at the moment. Um, what just commuting like, back? Well, yeah, it's just I don't have as much time, and it's uh, it just means I'm more tired at the moment than mm. I have been for a while. Yeah, and it's uh, and you know, people with kids have been telling me it's like you don't know the meaning of tired, and it's like, yeah, all right, I get it, but <laughs> yeah, it's more tired helpful. for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that's me. Uh, is that is that a podcast then? There's one more bit of semi news that I remembered semi. that I wanted to mention about Dirt Rally 2. Oh right, oh, yeah, what's happening? They've they've announced like how like well I guess pre orders mm. <laughs> I guess at this point. They've shown what the packages are, I guess you could say. Like okay. here's the deluxe edition and here's what you get with it and all that kind of stuff. Really? Well <laughs> they did it for the last two games. So, did they? Yeah, Dirt Four had one and Dirt Rally had the, the Oh when it console yeah the, well when it actually came out for real uh, i guess they did like a special car thing did so, we get that as early accesses yeah okay i think so but they're doing that again obviously so you, it's like you get the porsche rally car and and early access to these other cars or whatever okay so i'm not worried about that no but the interesting thing that they have well they still haven't been very specific about it but they've said that they're going to do like season one and season two of dlc which are going to include like three or four new tracks just tracks well what do they mean like stage rally stage or do they mean or do they mean like rally events well like, what i was going on here by saying tracks i assume they're meaning it in the same way as dirt rally has where it's one really long course that is then cut into like four two mini ribbon. stages and mm. two long ones <laughs> probably but even so, the fact that they've announced that much is sort of interesting because it means that they're starting with the six that are in the base game and then adding potentially another six, at least. But the slightly weirder thing about that is that like, that kind of maybe makes it less likely they're going to do what we hope they would do and just port the Rally 1 stuff in. Yeah, I guess. If they're well, if they're marketing it as DLC, like they can't possibly get away with like reselling the Dirt Rally stuff just slightly upgraded, right? No, that would that would be very cheeky. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that's happened, but it would be cheeky. Yeah, I mean, they could make like a Monaco stage again, but it would have to be a completely different stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not against them reusing locales. Yeah, if it, if they're a different track, that's fine. Um. But yeah, if they are the same tracks, then that's that's a little less good. But yeah, very less good actually. They haven't really said much about it. Just, and I mean, are these are these DLC like are they like is the first is it they've literally said it's like oh the first season is free and the second season is a pass or is it like they, there's just two season passes that are announcing up front? I I well, well they call them seasons, but I don't think I think it's like a season pass made of these two seasons. Like this, they're calling them seasons because okay. that's like a racing thing, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> that's weird. I don't know if Codemasters really know what the hell they're doing these days. <laughs> no, like no, nothing of what you've said fills me with confidence. Well, I mean, Other the amount of content 
slightly. I mean, but that doesn't sound like a like. How much is in the game? Like, how much are these DLCs adding? Is like, well, it's that's double, I guess. Game. It's six base and then six in the deal, or six or more in the DLC. In theory, what? So we're talking six locales. Yeah. I mean, so what? Probably what? Twelve stages again. <laughs> Twelve roads. That still doesn't seem like for a rally game. That doesn't. That never feels like enough. No, but. I mean, maybe they'll be longer again. Maybe. Who knows? Oh, well, then maybe there'll be 12 extra long ones. Yeah, maybe it'll be 12 even. long ones, not 12 that would be short better, ones. Because that was one of the most annoying things, was not just the fact that you, you know, stages repeated because you'd be doing the same one backwards. And occasionally you'd have rally events where it'd be like, okay, now do, do two of these ribbons combined. Now do each one individually so you're just driving the same bit of track again. Yeah. And it's like, this is... This is this is a rally game, and it's somehow repetitive. But I wouldn't like, bet it's, on it's it. It's against though. rally, and I wouldn't bet on it. I bet it's probably going to be quite similar. <sighs> they did talk a little bit more about their fancy, like new train deformation stuff. Oh right, okay. which unfortunately seems I didn't know about that. seems like that's where that's the angle that they're trying to get around the driving the same road over and over. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, yes, no, you did say about this, actually, I do remember. Because that. of the terrain deformation, where you start in the starting order can affect the actual whole course yeah, and yeah. can make it feel completely different, even though it's the same course. It's like, yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> Not overly convinced by that. I mean, it's a, it's a neat idea, but at least for, even if it was just a visual thing. Yeah. It, that, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. It'll never make it feel totally different. In the same way that I don't, I don't really agree with the whole thing that people say about Forza Four and uh, Horizon Four, and it's like, oh, the seasons change everything, mm. and it's like I don't think it mm. does all that much. Or maybe I just drive cars that aren't affected by it. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Maybe. Um, I, I suppose I could mention I did go and play a bit more Forza Four because my Game Pass is about to run out. Um, <laughs> right. So I was like, let's let's play a bit of this. Um, still, don't think I'm hooked by it. Like I still haven't got that, but I did at least manage to get it to unlock a bit more of the, I guess the replacement for the bucket list stuff that I was talking about. Mm. So like, um, I knew last time I knew I I discovered the the stunt chapters and the world's fastest taxi service. Oh no, so world fastest rentals or something services. <laughs> that was it. Because there's there's also a fastest taxi service that unlocks, mm. which lets you drive like a souped up London cab for some reason. Weird. Yeah. And do, doing like time trial things while some guy yabbers at you in the back of the cab. Um, it's a bit strange. But then one of the more interesting ones is this. Um, <laughs> they refer to her as a vlogger, which is like yeah. probably not quite right. They could have just called her a streamer, right? That would have been a better term these days. Maybe not when they were making the game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, That's just seems, starting to change. I don't, a vlogger. I haven't heard that for a long it's time. It's because we've moved on from bloggers on the vloggers, and bloggers was only. But they're vlog- streamers, though. Yeah, they're but just bloggers was YouTubers as well. Aren't the they? one that yeah. stuck yeah, around yeah, yeah. for quite a while, even though everyone hated it. Yeah, I suppose vloggers are like the ones that don't do it live, I guess. But this, but she strikes me more of a streamer anyway, mm, right. like in the way that her. Like, so anyway, her thing is like I vaguely heard about this, but hadn't come across it, and so then forgot what game it was in. But it turns out it was this one, where she's called La Racer, and she's about recreating video game scenes. Mm. Like, so the first thing you do is obviously outrun. It's like, here, have a Ferrari, go around some like wide, sweeping turns in a sort of time trial event. And it's like, uh, there's one for. I think there's a lot of Sega properties in here actually, because they do Daytona, 
they do um which isn't really all that Daytona. Um, and they do Sega Rally, which has her irritatingly shouting, easy right, easy left, at you while you're doing the section, which is kind of funny, up until the point where there's a hairpin, and she doesn't say hairpin. <laughs> it's like, you've got it wrong. Um, uh, you know, in a, in a Lancia Delta, and that kind of stuff. And it's like, there, there's some... I think it, like, it kind of, all, the, all these things, like, kind of compound my problems with it, and that, like, They've just not been that inventive with this stuff. It's like it seems like it's a cool idea that they then didn't really double down on it. It's like they make a joke during the Daytona one of like you as you drive around the course, she'll occasionally say "time extended," right? Except there's no timer <laughs> that works in that fashion. It's like that would be like excellent had they just gone the extra mile to put like a timer on screen that increases when you hit the checkpoints and be like "time extended," and it's like that would have made sense. <laughs> uh, it's like, but they just don't do that, and I think like there's. It's kind of my feeling about the game overall, and that it's like they they they've done the seasons thing, which is a cool idea, but then the rest of the game feels stagnant to me. Anyway, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I think I'm relatively alone in that opinion. A lot of people think Forza Four is a is a Horizon Four is a step more of a step forward than it is, but I don't, I don't see that. It's a good one of those. I'll give it that, but it's one of those again. Gotta do something different next time, man. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, little thoughts of four rent. And that concludes the thoughts of four rent. <laughs> and ba, the podcast. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> yeah, the podcast is done. I'm hungry, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I avoided listeners. talking about food specifically. Yes, I know. Like I went out of my way not to bring up the Breakfast Club and how gorgeous that was. Oh, that was delicious. Um, Sorry, even if I delayed that, your trip back. But it, just... Even if I think that place is a little bit like kind of everything I hate about London wrapped up in a restaurant, but the food oh, is right, delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Cool. Um, watch out for new Happy Salad videos on our YouTube channel. Uh, what's coming up? Yet more Half-Life. More Half-Life. Woo! What's We're getting towards bit? the end. Well, yeah. relatively speaking. Well, it's quite long. <laughs> well, where are you? You did Surface Tension, right? We've literally, so... at the end of the next episode that goes up, we just get to Zen. Oh, you get to Zen. Okay, that's quite close to the end. Okay, cool. Well, uh, is it though? <laughs> the joys of the uh, testicle gonad, gonad person. Gonark, isn't it? Gonark? Gonark? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all of that fun and of course the fun of boss <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still uh tune in for um the bit up to getting to zen yeah when i actually get around to having time to do the videos yep. to do yeah. the videos and yeah. uh we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another salacast <laughs> bye <laughs>